Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Talk. Here we are. Oh, almost clicked on the leave the meeting button again. Here we are, uh, JC Hello. and Nate, back for a two-person. Possibly we'll have a third wheel joining us here on, uh, yeah, June the 15th already, 2022. Lots going on in the world today. Um, they just announced a big inflation hike here that was unexpected to some people. So, uh, yeah, which means that people who bought in property, especially recently, might end up uh, not being able to make their mortgage payments, it seems like. What have you been hearing about this, JC? I don't know what I've been hearing about, but I've seen the groceries drastically increase, the prices on that. Like, what is it for, like, a couple of chicken breasts? It was, like, almost 20 bucks or something dumb. Just, like, makes me not even want to buy any of it. I feel like the people are going to, it's going to really separate the classes here coming up. Some of these items that we bought like every day, like eggs or chicken or meat, it's going to become like luxury items and people are going to start having to be creative with the meals they're eating, like rice and beans instead of uh, something more fancy like steak or something. You know what I mean? Does that sound, sound about right to you? I don't know. Well, yeah, like um, tonight we were going to have chicken and um, mashed potatoes. And instead, and it's tough because when you're, when you're butchering a grasshopper, you don't get the same, <laughs> um, you know, pieces, right? So you don't really get the thigh, you get the leg, but it's two pieces. And then you get the abdomen. And yeah, it's, it's really hard to, uh, to separate and the front legs, there's no meat on them. They're not worth, you know, they're not even worth roasting. But, uh, yeah, good thing is with the crickets or the grasshoppers, you're not having to cook them as long. They're pretty quick quick cookers. Just deep and, fry them. Deep fry them some oil, some spices, some red pepper. Yeah, and instead of potatoes, yeah, we, we had just grass clippings. But I really think that these... <laughs> I really think these these companies are, are probably spraying weed killer or something because there was just an, an odd aftertaste <laughs> we had. But, you know, no, it is it's getting ridiculous, man. When five dollars a box for cereal is considered a deal. I just wow. Right. It's uh, it's getting crazy. I think a um, lot of people are having this. Rude awakening of, about and they're starting to have to. Um, like, for example, I mean, if you go out for a, a fancy coffee from Starbucks, I mean, it's going to cost you like, what, five bucks or something. So uh, everything down the line is going to be hit. So people are going to be like, well, instead of going for my treat Starbucks on the weekend, like I usually do, instead, I'm going to put that money towards, you know, like you said, a bag of potatoes or, or the chicken breast instead. So my family can have a treat that way instead. Do you know what I mean? So at $5, it's going to be relocated so you'll have everybody's going to be hurt all the way down the line it just it's not just one industry it affects everything and people are really going to have to shift what they're what they're doing and look into their budgets and so i don't know if you saw that uh, quote unquote karen on i think it was tiktok or facebook or something where she's freaking out about the price of gas yeah and I that saw she, that. she can't eat because of the gas and she's <clears throat> she's going about it kind of backwards though when she's blaming 
a party that's not even in control for the for the cost of her gas down in the states, right? Um, so that just makes you kind of want to label her as Karen in a oh, way yeah. she's not even aware of what what's happening, right? I don't think she's aware of the full big picture. And if if she is, she's gonna have to like manage her own shit. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like ride your bike, take the bus, whatever, <laughs> get a ride. Mm-hmm. Take a taxi. Oh. I don't know what what are taxis, by the way. Is that is that increased? Too much. It must have too much. The meter starts at like eighteen dollars now. There you go. No, it's uh, the meter starts usually about four bucks here, which is an increase in almost fifty cents. And yeah, the the rates have gone up per kilometer. It's not it's not as cheap as it was. Which you know, everyone all oh, natural inflation and. I, yeah, but inflation was like four point two percent. Now we're looking at like increase, and I don't, I don't want to. I'm not really informed enough on the actual numbers, but yeah, it's it's going to get scary. It's going to get bad, especially like I said for people that have just gotten a new home, or you know, have have a major investment that they've made or whatnot, because they're going to have a hard time catching up with that that increase, right? So, um, and the sacrifices you know, are going to hurt everybody, like right down to the kids and like having healthy meals and and i was talking to a good friend we had him over for dinner actually this evening and uh like we didn't eat him we're not that <laughs> statistic right you had and him out for I, dinner you didn't have him for dinner yeah i did yeah i didn't i we don't name the insects we eat either we've learned that right it's like you know it's different when it's a family pig or you know or a cow there's a, or if there's a fly in your soup that's different yeah, yeah, exactly. You can name them because, you know, you're going to spit them out. But when it's anyhow, um, <laughs> my friend tonight, we were bringing up the the, um, the rising costs of everything. And the other thing is, and it's a lot of it is un narrated at this moment or unpredicted, really. But the writing's on the wall. You know, they talk about you will own nothing and you will be happy. Well, they don't want you to be able to afford anything yourself. They don't want people to be able to afford their rent even from their income, right? So what they want to do is they want to increase the prices on everything so that people can afford rent. And, you know, this all goes into also the banking system, right? When they start a, 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 di- a digital currency, where they don't allow you to have cash, right? So you can't spend cash. And more and more, it's becoming where cash isn't accepted, which is really weird in uh, in the age we live in, especially because, you know, cash is the most legal form of tender there ever was. And for, so for places to be like, no, no, no cash, right? You still have bouncers taking cover charge that you know you can't do any transfer to a freaking bouncer who's collecting cover charge right you got to do a you got to do a cash cash cover right so it's uh yeah it's interesting man and it's it, it could be all part of this agenda though too right drive the price up on everything so nobody can afford the basics and we're all you know scrambling to just look after rent right well then you they jack the price up to the point where you can't even afford rent so you're either living with five people in a one bedroom apartment or, you know, and all sharing the same couch kind of thing. Right. And, and sleeping on the floors or 
you know, you have to demand a help, a handout, in which case they're going to put you into a, some sort of support home or group home or something like that. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's hardest thing is, is that we've like for so many years, we've been coasting along and yeah, there's been ups and downs in the economy, but we've all become, we've all built our lives and had been accustomed to certain luxuries that have just become normal. Do you know what I mean? Like, and now you're starting to like, when you go into your budget, you're like, well, what normal things that I've become accustomed to, am I going to have to cut out of my allowance? Right. So, and then you start to realize, well, Oh, maybe I don't need this. Maybe I don't need that. And that hurts all this, all those industries down the line, like I was saying. So everybody's getting effed over everybody on, mm -hmm. on all fronts. And, and it's happening so fast is why it's, it's really hurting everybody. And um, mm -hmm. that's the scariest thing. And can like when these businesses, either mom and pop businesses or even the large scale corporate businesses that everybody's going to take a hit, will they be able to recover from this? I mean, they, a lot of places already took the hit from COVID. I'm, I'm wondering, was that just a test run for this next phase that they're, that we're all going through? And um, I mean, I, I was watching this one guy talk about like how the government has had so much radical spending that they need this inflation to pay back the foolish money that they've kind of just spent. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like thrown away. Yeah. Because you think like, oh, things are bad right now. Uh, let's give the people a break, right, on taxes or whatever. But they're not doing that. So they have to be in on it because why wouldn't you, if like people are always asking each other themselves, I know I am, you, you probably was like, why, why is this such a drastic inflation when all these com companies like oil companies are making billions of profits? Who is, who is the one that's pulling the trigger on this drastic inflation? And it's just another, in my opinion, it's just another robbery of, um, it's a, a transfer of wealth to the medium class to the rich and they're just yep. running with it without yep. no no consequence no thought of the future or the consequences because nate what do you think is going to be the consequences if this keeps keeps going on well like i say i think they they won't have a problem just you know building a bunch of camps and you know, they can't, they can't overdo the hotels any more than they already are. I don't know. <clears throat> I hope I've mentioned that on the podcast before, but yeah, um, here in British Columbia, BC housing is taking up upwards of 40% of most hotels. So they're putting people that usually would live in a, in a group home setting or a, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a homeless um, shelter or people who didn't pay their COVID money or the rent money during COVID. So then they got evicted. Well, then they had a bad renter's rep, so they couldn't afford rent. So they've just, you know, the government hands out. And I believe it costs anywhere from four to $500 a month here in the interior anyways, to put them up in these hotels. So that's what it's cost or a, a, a night, sorry. So that's what it's costing us taxpayers to have our fellow men and women in these 
in this situation. And you got to remember too, like when this whole COVID thing, I don't know if you remember March 20th of 2020. And when this whole COVID lockdown happened where everybody was just told, don't go to work, don't go anywhere. Streets were desolate. Nobody was moving around or anything. We were all on social media. We were all still watching the news. We were trying to figure out what the hell was happening and how quickly this was going to transpire and how serious it was. But there were people on there complaining that, yeah, the restaurant's closed down. Now I got coworkers that can't afford rent to the end of the month. And I'm thinking, okay, this happened on the 20th of March. These people haven't haven't put away enough for rent for the first of the month. Like they're literally losing a week's pay maybe before the rent is due next month, right? Or next week, two weeks from then. And I was one of the first people to call it out and say, yeah, but that's the same person that has more holes in their head than they ever needed, right? Probably thousands of dollars worth of ink all over their freaking body. They're holding the the new um, $1,000 plus iPhone, yeah, right? And they probably got the sperm buds in their ears as well, those stupid, you know? So... <laughs> Sperm buds, is that what they call them? Now? Whatever you, yeah, they look like the <laughs> something about Mary freaking scene yeah. there. Yeah, I got it. That's funny. But yeah, it's uh, it's retarded. Well, I and when I see on Facebook, um, I know where I live and where you live. It's it's fairly like high uh, class to live. Like it's high cost of living. And I mm-hmm. see on Facebook trying to like just normal people trying to be like, we're looking for a place to rent. We're in town. We're really good people. Um, and, uh, and then I see these foreign people in town. Like I just saw a couple walking down our main street the other day and I kind of just did a second take and they look like, I'm not knocking them or whatever. Like this, don't get me wrong. This is anything racist, but they definitely stood out like a sore thumb. Like we live in a, a little ski town with a bunch of ski bums. So the crowd has a certain style. But I see these people, they're kind of like Muslim-y. Maybe they're not Muslim. I don't know what they were, but they kind of had like dress that that wasn't from around here, okay? So I'm, I'm guessing they didn't look like they were tourists either. They kind of look like, and I've seen a whole bunch of these people kind of like in our town recently. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking the government must be paying for these people to live here somewhere. But yet the Canadians that are here are struggling to find a place to rent rent. Yep. And I'm thinking the government must buy up all these new apartments or, or whatever. And then they put these people in for, I don't know how many, how long and how much money it costs, but I can tell you right now, living where I live, you need to make a lot of money to be able to live here. Like there are people that want to live here that live in, that are, end up living in neighboring towns where the cost of living uh, living is less. Um, do you know what I mean? So, but then I see these other people here and then like, I don't see them working anywhere. I don't like, where are these people working? They can barely talk, speak English. And I'm not saying that's their fault. And I, I mean, everybody's going to start somewhere, but I mean, how, how are they surviving? Like what, what are they doing? They're not, they're not working for BC hydro. They're not plumbers. They're not, they're not working at the local snowboard shop. They're not like, what, what do they do? Like the government must be paying for them to live here, which is fine. But for how long, like for two years, for three years, do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it, well, it's an interesting question. Right. And, and again, it's not really our, um, 
business to just walk up and say, hey, what do you do for a living, right? You could um, just out of, you know, conversation. But uh, yeah, it's interesting that you brought that up because I did, I watched this guy on TikTok try and explain himself. And he made this this video about um, just saying these people are, are trying to grandstand themselves, I guess you'd call it, where they they post out there that, you know, oh, we're taking in these these refugees from Ukraine. We've taken in this family of three from Ukraine and more people should be like us and do what we're doing, taking in these families from Ukraine because the cost of living is so high that even if they were working, they wouldn't be able to afford this, uh, you know, to live here and feed themselves in their, in their small family or whatnot. And the guy called them out and said, yeah, you know, I'm all for helping the fellow man, but you're the same kind of person that wouldn't wouldn't give a toonie or a loony to you know a panhandler or why, why wouldn't you ask the person on the street that you pass by every day hey what you know could i could i invite you over for dinner at least you know or something something to that extent right yeah so and, and in a lot of ways it is they are kind of virtue signaling a bit and and like i, I point out i call it grandstanding but yeah you know trying to get that that positive attention that oh i'm better than you because i'm doing something for for this group, well, you know, I have a problem with the whole Ukraine refugee situation right now. And part of it is that I don't really have, I don't, I don't see enough proof that there's a war. Um, I'm not hearing about their, their power being out. I'm not hearing anything about, you know, um, their buses shut down or their trains derailed and, you know, we're able to fly them in and out. So, you know, part of me is wondering, you know, how much, destruction and and chaos has actually been created over there and i want to know that as as like proof i i I really do think that we live in a day and age where they could show us actual proof oh for sure dude that's a totally good point i haven't seen anything like well they mention mainstream media that much but you'd think there's no proof of anything where's the like you said where's like it's totally in our capability Big time. And not only, you know, they all have cell phones, right? And even if they shut down the internet, they can tap into Elon Musk or whatever. And not only that, where are all these billions of dollars going? Like, why do they need to come over here if they've just gotten like a hundred billion dollars over there? Yeah. And what else, what else bothers me about that situation is that I have seen, I watched a news video the other day and it was a short one. But it was still, they were showing the people getting on the plane in Ukraine. And it was a lot of young men and a lot of younger children onto the plane. I saw one lady in the whole in the whole bunch. Nonetheless, they got on the plane, no masks, no distancing, nothing. Then they showed them getting off the plane. I believe it was Nova Scotia. And they said, you know, we brought over these 50 refugees or whatnot. And I can't remember how many it was exactly. But they showed the video of them in on in um, Nova Scotia, and they all have masks on. And you know, I'm looking though at the crowd in itself, with the reporters and everybody. You know, they're they're interviewing the odd one and whatnot. And I just couldn't help but think, there's only one lady in the whole bunch, and she's not like she didn't look. No, nobody there looked like they were. Uh, disabled maybe or or a victim of war you know maybe missing a limb or on crutches or anything like that 
But these were all young, fit men and children. And I don't mean to say that kids aren't, you know, yeah, definitely refugees bring over, you know, young people, right? But none of them were babies. None of them seemed to be like under the age of five kind of thing. And at the same time, and I've been told this right from the start, and I've read this on multiple news reports, that we aren't making them vaccinate. So if they aren't vaccinated, and keep in mind that apparently Ukraine has like a 30% vaccination rate in the whole country, but for us to fly within Canada still, I believe today, we do need to be vaccinated, even to fly from BC to Alberta, and that's fully vaccinated. I think that means three shots. Uh, that's, they no, haven't changed that? They, they well, they just, are changing it, but they haven't changed it yet. Yeah, that's true. Okay, the COVID testing apparently is out the window, though, now. So you don't have to be tested to get on an airplane. Right? Which is, But that's only temporary until July the 1st, because that's Canada Day, and that's when the carbon tax is going to go up another 1%, which means gas will probably go up another 20 cents a liter. Right? So, and I predicted already, 242 is, is what I figure it's going to cost us for gas here on Canada Day. It's at uh, 219 today. So... Trump, Trump was saying five, uh, I get maybe he was talking gallons, five to five dollars a gallon or something. Minimal, minimal. California is at ten dollars a gallon right now for gas. Oh, man. yeah. So no wonder they want to switch to straight electric cars. <laughs> Jeez, well, it's all part of it. But again, you know, you're we're, we're living in an era. I don't I don't know where how things are exactly where you live. I know you guys are dealing with a lot of flooding and and. Uh, terrible weather like we are here too this year um not as much flooding as, as where you're at there in the eastern part of the province but uh you know the electric cars aren't great in a flood tell you that um lithium in itself you mix that with with water and it's that's a disaster um that is like a, an explosion you don't want to see if you take one of those energizer um lithium batteries and just open it up carefully take the tinfoil looking lithium that's in that battery and unroll that and just cut a piece off of it carefully and don't i'm not telling kids how to build bombs here by any means but you put that in a little bit of water and it ignites and yeah. it will explode to the point where it will blow up within a how do i okay so you take say a, a small chunk off that battery say about four inches long and place that in a bowl of water. Make sure it is like a plastic bowl. Don't put it in a glass bowl because it will blow that bowl up and it will probably ignite within three feet around that bowl when it when it blows up. Whoa. I so didn't know yeah, the the mixture of water and lithium is is pretty scary, man. It's it's not something that uh, should be played around with by any means. And uh, you know, and again, huh. you know, what good is that when there's a freaking power outage? Right. We haven't seen that huge yet, but I'm sure that that'll be coming to the western part of the province soon, too, here. Right. So could people are trying to cut back on fuel. Well, what else are you going to do? You're going to be, you know, either staying at home and not working and getting home after biking. And what are you going to do? You're going to turn on your air conditioner. Right. Or you're going to hop in the shower. Right. So you're going to nonetheless, you're going to increase on hydro usage just yeah. by not being able to drive a bit. Right. So. um. Yeah, and, you know, so much of this shit that people, like I said, I, I, I mentioned last 
podcast there too. I'm a big fan of Freakonomics because so much happens in this world that doesn't seem connected to something else. Yet it's it's almost asinine to think that it's not, right? So the correlation between the two has to be, you know, that direct line where, you know, go back to Roe versus Wade versus the, uh, um, you know, the street crime in the 80s, right? You got a direct correlation there. And, and they, they've explained this through Freakonomics that when you start letting people make that decision that they don't want to bring a child into this world because they're living in poverty and, and hard to make it ends meet now. You know, they made that decision. Well, that may have helped reduce the crime rate in the mid eighties, nothing to do with the police, nothing to do with, you know, the big war on drugs, right. All to do with you gave people a choice whether to bring people into a life of poverty or not. But people don't want to accept that, right? And it's scary right now that we still have this Roe versus Wade debate going on and they want to overturn this decision because I'm I'm one of those persons where I'm just, I'm pro-choice and I'm pro-choice for numerous reasons. I'm not, you know, I don't want to say that, that abortion is bad. I do think that certain people need to take responsibility and at a certain time when you're pregnant, if you haven't figured out that you are pregnant by that time, then, you know, sorry, but you should be forced to carry that baby full term and make it available for adoption, make some plans, you know, start learning how to plan the future. Because if you've been pregnant for so long, for instance, over two months, and they will, you know, and oh, no, well, I just found out, but I've been drinking and I've been doing this and I've been, okay, well, it's, it's good that you're irresponsible, but <laughs> and I don't say it's good. I'll say it's fine that you're irresponsible, but now's the time to take responsibility, right? Whereas somebody finds out they're pregnant, say a week or two into their, you know, into their pregnancy. Yeah. Okay. I get it. You know, you don't want to bring a child into the world or you're too young or you're too broke or you're, you know, or you're like the two of us where you don't know what's happening one day to another. And it'd be tough right now for most people to say, Hey, yeah, I'll, you know, let's give this a shot. Let's let's try and bring a kid into this world and, and try and figure out what it's going to cost them to, you know, bring an overdue library book back, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's, a, it's always a touchy subject as, as usual, complicated. But. Mm-hmm. And that's what I get. I get mad at the women's rights or they keep blaming men for everything. Like, like motherfucker, you spread your fucking legs. It was your your issue too. You know what I mean? Like, it's well, not my, all man's fault, you know. I'm sure I told you before, my girl's on the shop, right? So, yeah. and, you know, so, and a lot of that takes practice, right? You just got to know when to pull out and shoot it on her face. <laughs> but it, and again, it, it, you know, the option's been there. And, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that's made that option, you know, an option. But, oh, no, no, inside me, inside me. And then, you know, want to blame the guy for, you know getting pregnant and if not you guys got to practice your pull-out game a little bit better buds like seriously no but in in all fairness there are options for both hello everyone and welcome back to shit talk here we go part two jc we were talking about some pretty sensitive material there earlier but we'll uh oh yeah we uh we spun we spun on a side slide and we went from inflation to abortion in about five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't, like I said, a lot of that is connected, right? A lot of people right now can't, can't 
figure out how they're going to budget it all, right? And uh, a lot of it is, you know, um, kids are cheap. Kids are kids. It's getting more and more expensive to have kids nowadays. Diapers and food and clothes and cribs and you name it. It's all it all adds up, man. Well, and they need to have the Disney Plus, and they got to have the Netflix kids running, and they got to have you know all the new toys. Especially the older they get, the more that they they want to have whatever other kid has got. And you said, unfortunately, you do have those those people that you know spoil their children to the point that it makes other parents feel bad that they can't, right? And uh, which has gone on for a long, long time. But they don't seem to be teaching that shit in school, too. I, You know, it's always been kind of left to the parents' device to teach your kids about economics. And I'm pretty sure that most parents don't want to have to do that. They don't want to admit to the kids that this is how things work. They don't want the kids' minds filled with, you know, stress and worry and, and numbers, right? But... You know, again, that's probably something that the school system should be delving into a bit, trying to teach kids about, you know, finances and economics and, and how things work in the world. We were talking about the price of gas earlier, and it's not reflective on the cost of a barrel. It's it's so politically exacerbated in, in its increases because of, you know, stupid shit like the carbon tax and, you know, even just basic taxes here in BC, we get taxed, I think, fourfold when you look at the, the actual um, cost breakdown, right? So, yeah, it's, it's tough, man. It's getting, it's getting to be harder for more people to, to look after their stuff. And like you said, it's making people now maybe become more aware of what they're doing with every penny and every dollar, right? Oh, do I need that $5 latte every morning or should I just make coffee at home, right? Not only and, that, we're gonna have to, we're gonna see a massive increase in crime because the have-nots are gonna be stealing to be the haves because they're not gonna care anymore because everybody wants to be in the have, right? Especially when the whole thing just drops off a cliff, right? Because we've been indoctrinating our children that we, it's like you're saying, we, we want everything for our children and, you know, through music videos and everything else, everybody thinks that the, the money is just rolling off the conveyor belt or growing on trees or something. But when it all comes down to it, the harsh reality, which is getting even harsher, um, is going to be a rude awakening for a lot of people. And I was watching this one TikTok video as this guy is saying like he had nothing when he was a kid. So his dad taught him how to steal and him and his dad would like go and steal everything at all times. And he said, stealing became like something that was normal to me because my, hmm. and my dad taught me how to do it. And we, he said, everything we had was stolen. Wow. And uh, he, 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 he's had, I was kind of like joking about it, but he was like, my dad and I made an art of just stealing stuff and we got everything we we ever wanted, but we would just steal it all. And I think there's going to be a lot of that coming up real quick. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, you have this other group that decides that 
well, if somebody takes something, they needed it more than I did. Right. And then you have the majority group, I call it, where we work hard for what we have and we get pissed off if somebody takes what we're what we've earned. Right. So, yeah, it's 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 downright scary, though. I, I posted that video on Facebook. I, I hope you've seen it there where I went through the McDonald's drive through last Friday night and it was two o'clock in the morning. I picked up these young firefighters, actually that are down for a conference and uh, took them through the McDonald's drive-thru. And there was a couple vehicles behind me in the lineup. Well, next thing you know, there's this person honking and honking. And I just noticed that the two vehicles that were behind me left and this big ass utility van comes pulling up behind me and as close to my bumper as possible and leaning and leaning on the horn. Well, the one young gentleman sitting passenger side was had his window down and he was talking to uh these street people that were there and i think he gave the guy a dollar or a couple bucks or something but you know having a really good civil conversation asking the guy what had happened because he had an injury on his hand or whatnot and uh you know just telling him we'll take it easy and you know that kind of thing and uh next thing you know this guy's honking behind us so <laughs> my passenger sticks his head out and says hey just calm down like the line's moving relax buddy gets out with an eight inch blade and a yeah and comes to the car well we've got our windows up hey he's got a knife right the passenger says so windows go up we're still waiting for the two cars in front of us they're at the speaker at the drive-thru and uh so he's like you know yelling at us in the car and, and banging on the car with the knife next thing you know he goes to the the car in front of the one in front of us the one that's at the speaker and that guy moves quickly goes around to the window so he walks back to his van, gets back in his van. We're like, oh, God, he's out of his van. Or he's back in his van, at least. So we pull forward. The car in front of us pulls forward to the speaker, starts ordering his food. Guy gets back out of the van after he's now, you know, come closer again to the back end of the, the car there as we move forward. And still hitting the horn, flashing his lights, gets out of the van, Whoa. goes to the car in front of me. And that's when I got my camera out and said, I got to record this. If this guy stabs a guy, I want this on camera, like... You know, he can be easily identified. There's plenty of light there at the drive-thru. Or goes and kicks and, your car or something. He, well, you know, I'm not too worried everything's insured that way. But, you know, my customer safety and my safety is number one importance, right? So I've got I've got the recording there, which is only like 20-something seconds long, of the guy in front of me and holding the knife at the guy that's trying to order his food. And, geez, the guy in front of us had balls of steel because he had his window down the whole time. I'm trying to order his meal at McDonald's. And this guy's just freaking out, telling him to get moving. So, uh, yeah, unless that guy, guy that wanted guy his moves, big nuggets, like right now. That's the thing, right? And like you said, it's getting worse because people are starting to hit this. And I, I blame a lot of it as the, and we, we brought attention to this, I think, last week. But this, this liberalized, like being a liberal is in some way a, a mental disorder, right? And... I wouldn't doubt that maybe this guy is just fed up because he's done all this shit. He's taken his shots. He's gotten the, you know, the QR code. And now he has to just assimilate with the rest of the population again. And maybe he feels entitled, yeah. right? Or it could be the opposite. Maybe he hasn't. And, you know, he's just fed up because there's so much going on. And he now has to idle his van at the drive-thru or, you know, I don't know. I don't know what triggered the guy. but uh, And you got to remember, these are the kind of people that you're driving with on the highway like okay well let me finish the story okay we 
we pull up to the speaker after the guy in front of us has had the knife pulled on him. I've already contacted the RCMP, said, I got video of this guy. This is what's going on. As we pull up Good. to order our food, I'm on the phone with the RCMP. Oh, here he comes again. Roll up the windows. We couldn't order our food at the speaker. We said, sorry, buddy's here. He's got a knife. And they said, yeah, pull ahead. So we pulled ahead to the window to, to finish our order. But he came at us again with the knife. Right. And we're just so like, he was like tapping yeah. on the glass with the knife. Or oh, what yeah. Was he doing? The butt end of the knife. Yeah. So the uh, it's and there. You had like firefighters a, in your vehicle, you said. Yeah. They couldn't believe they could not believe it. They said, you know, the guy's obviously high and drunk as fuck. Um, the one guy recognized him, said he was talking to one of the bouncers outside one of the nightclubs, seemed to be a local or whatnot. And I said, OK, so we got to the window and I'm trying to tell the McManager there that the guy is there with a the knife. She goes, yeah, it's OK. I, I'm not taking his order. I refused him service. Next thing we know, within a split second, this van comes flying by on the outside and the, on the left side or the right side of the car flying by. I thought my mirror was gone on my passenger side. He was that close and flying. The five of us that were in the car managed to get his license plate number. I caught it, but I wanted to make sure. And everybody was like, yeah, we got this number. I'm still on the phone with the RCMP. I've called in the license plate number now. Um, that's when I repeated the license plate number. Next thing I know, he pulls out, and it's a bad corner where that McDonald's is on the highway. And he pulls out, obviously didn't break, obviously didn't check to see if anybody was coming because this semi-horn just blared. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to get taken out by a semi, right? And I'm on the phone with the RCMP at the same time, keep in mind, right? I'm like, yeah, he just hurt. He just turned this way on the on the highway. He's heading this direction, right? And they're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, um, there'll be an officer there in, you know, in minutes or whatnot. So sure enough, we wait 10 minutes for our food, um, get our food. We go and pull around to the – They uh, gave you your food for free. That's dumb. Well, I told the lady at the McDonald's, I said, well, the guy's got a knife there. And she goes, yeah, well, I refused him service. Nothing I could do. Like, obviously, numerous people had reported that, like what had yeah, happened. They right? should have been like, man, you guys, it's it's bad business for them. They should have just been like, here, here's your meal for free. Like, who cares? Sorry about that. Well, we pulled around to the front of the McDonald's and there's two cop cruisers sitting there at the McDonald's. Like I said, probably seven minutes after we initially called it in and so i stopped and i said to this one officer i said yeah i said i've got video footage oh you're the guy with the video footage okay so i show him my my camera footage he records it using his phone and he said yeah he said you guys yeah you got the plate number thank you he said but you know they've been called in by already four people four different people had already called him in so we are looking for him he you know the other members will be looking for him I said, wow. I said, well, when he pulled out on the highway, I said, we're lucky we got his plate number, the, the rate he went around us as fast as he did. And he said, well, yeah. He said, the problem is, though, it's a, it's an enterprise rental vehicle. So we don't know where he lives. Like, you know, we don't have that info. So right away, I turned to him. I said, well, that's good, though. If it's enterprise, I said, they'll have a tracker in that vehicle. Yeah. You know, it's a rental car, right? It's a rental car. It should have a tracker in it. And he says, oh, well, yeah, well, that's where, and this is where I get pissed off with the cops because they're always so quick to make an excuse to not do their fucking job. Yeah. And he said, he said, oh, yeah, well, everybody seems to think they know about people's rights and privacy and stuff. But in all honesty, he didn't commit a crime. So we'd have a hard time getting that information from, from Enterprise. That? He didn't. What the fuck? That's what I thought. He's that's threatening the, people with a knife. That's exactly what, what the firefighters the thought, too. They were like, are you kidding me? So I turned to the cop and I was kind of in a little bit of, you know, shock when he said that. 
well, he didn't really commit a crime, so there's not much we're going to be able to, to find out. And I just shook my head and I looked at the cop and I said, can I share this on Facebook? This like on social media? And he goes, what? I said, this video. He goes, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's your property. You do whatever you want with it. So one of the firefighters pipes up and said, yeah, you'll probably end up going to court over sharing that video quicker than the guy will, you know, threatening people with a knife all night <laughs> in a drive through which yeah. is true. Right. And in all honesty, it's probably true. Right. I thought, yeah, isn't that the crazy world we live in nowadays? Right. Like, well, they should, what are they doing? That's more priority than that. Like they should get his call the company right now, the rental company be like, what's the, what's the guy's credit card on this van? What's his address? What's his name? Like it's, I'm not a, a, I'm not Sherlock Holmes, but I'm pretty sure you can like, this is why they have all that stuff in place. It should be easy to find somebody. Well, and here's the thing. It's 2.30 in the morning. The guy's already obviously pissed off. He's obviously hungry as fuck, right? And he's, he's, and he's, on, a, he's, he's, he's on a tirade. He's got a knife. He's not afraid to freaking expose it out in public and threaten people with it. So what are the odds that he's most likely at a 7-Eleven or any other place that's open 24 hours right now? Why are we, you know, not to say they, they didn't need two members. That was a smart move to actually bring in two cars to the, to the McDonald's. But I don't know if there was other undercovers there as well or whatnot. And it's like, maybe it was good for them to bring two because then they could interview, you know, witnesses a little quicker with two. But it only seemed to be one cop actually doing any of this and any of this information gathering. And even then, he wasn't with a notepad taking out any notes or nothing. He was just basically, like I said, busy trying to create excuses as to why not to do the paperwork or why not to proceed. Right. So and it worries me because, again, you know, that guy goes flying down the highway in the rate he was down there, got taken out by a semi truck. Thankfully, there was another lane for the semi truck to use, obviously, to get out of the way of him. But driving the way he was acting the way he was, you know, just just in general, if you're upset, they say you shouldn't be driving. Right. If you're emotionally distressed, it's it's probably worse than being impaired in a way because, you know, you're running off pure emotion one way or another. Right. So, you know, God forbid the guy goes up the road and takes out a small family or something, right? Or drives right into a McDonald's and, you know, hurts some customers and, and employees, right? Or, so, or goes home to his own family and, like, beats his wife or kids or whatever. Like, who knows? he's obviously going to yeah. go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Well, and, that's the kind of person that would hit a pedestrian and just keep going, right? You, you're already threatening people right face to face with a fucking knife so again you know it was it was shocking i never did get a follow-up on it even though i did make the uh you know make the complaint or whatnot um i'd love to hear some sort of update on there but like the that one the one the one passenger the firefighter there what he said was 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 true he said yeah you'll probably end up in court quicker than he does right for sharing for posting that video and, and breaching his his privacy Right. So, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, man. And then the other day I was at uh, at a place and walked in. It was a small convenience store that's open 24 hours. And there were some people outside, you know, hanging around loitering. And again, I don't call them. I don't I don't classify everybody that's out at dark hanging around with a shopping cart as homeless because I'm not an idiot. And I know that most of them have government housing that's, that's paid for them. But in reality, it is a choice that they're making to be out there. And I do classify 
most people that are out after dark shopping cart or whatnot as a street person, because I believe that's a nicer way to, to generalize. Um, nonetheless, there was three street people outside of this convenience store. I went in and got my, my coffee and, and came back out. And as I was driving away, the one guy had like a 10 inch freaking fillet knife and was just like shaking it around while he was outside. And I'm like, holy, like, you know, that's a sharp pointy knife, right? A very mm. narrow blade. Yeah. And you know, whether you're, I don't think you could slash a tire very much with it. I think you probably break it off maybe, but you know, you, well, you probably definitely puncture a tire or something like that with it. But again, that's scarier than a machete in my opinion, because flay knives are a very thin blade as well. Right. So um, yeah, just, it worries me. Right. Because you think about these people, you know, we all want to cry that there's nobody working in these jobs and you know, you, you wait 10 minutes at McDonald's cause you can't get service. Well, who the wants to work there when you got to deal with these um, variants in society right now, right? You have this over-entitled assholes that believe that, you know, you should have time to specialize in McDonald's order. I didn't know. I don't know if I told you or not, but I didn't know until about two years ago that you could specialize your order at McDonald's. Like, you could change the sauce. You could do this. You could, you know, change. holy f- Man, like seriously, you think they really had that much time to be putting in that much information in the computer? Yeah. Like there should be a separate lane for the fussy motherfuckers in the world when they're going to Starbucks or McDonald's or any of these freaking places, and they should have somebody that's fully trained in in assholeology to take those orders at those special windows for these dessert people, which is a nicer way to put them, right? These are the people too that go to the bar. And complain there's too much ice in their drink or, you know, come up with the most asinine reasons to not be happy to try and get something free, right? You yeah. mentioned this guy on TikTok there that whose dad taught him how to steal. Well, I know people personally that have made a, a living in a way and, and made, a, made a good savings by complaining all the time. And they know that if they complain, if they order a meal and they order something special, even at a freaking fast food franchise, if something's not right with that meal, they will complain and they will always get a free meal and replace, you know, in return. And because a lot of these places have these policies, they're able to do that. I told you about my friend that went to Costco that one time um, because or Walmart, because he got on vacation, realized he didn't bring a stroller for his young one. So knowing that they had to do a day at the fair, they decided, well, we'll buy one at Walmart and we'll take it back when we're done. And that's what they did. And they used it the whole week. Their kid had freaking Cheerios and ice cream and everything all over the fucking thing. And after the week was over, they didn't even bother cleaning it. They just took it back and said, no, it wasn't the, wasn't the right size. Huh. Yeah. So, you know, and again, good on them. People, you know, <laughs> when a store has a policy, you know, I bought swim trunks the other day at Value Village, for instance, and I need a couple of new pairs of swim trunks because that season's coming, hopefully, if the water ever drops and the lakes warm up enough. But uh, I got told at the till that I can bring them back. They said, don't take the tags off and don't lose the receipt because if they don't fit, you can take them back and we'll give you a store credit. You have 30 days and they'll, you can take them back to any Value Village. I said, oh, really? I said, even for swim trunks? She said, yeah, they're not considered undergarments. 
So even though swim trunks have that undergarment liner and you're not going to wear them typically with fucking underwear on, <laughs> you can take yeah. them back to the value village. So, you know, um, yeah. Stuff that you learn, right? Things that, uh, uh, you know, not to give people any ideas here, but again, good on my friend for being like, hey, you know what? We went to Walmart, paid 50 bucks for a stroller, 100 bucks for a stroller, used it for the week and brought it back. Cool, right? If their policy is that and they're not going to check the product to make sure it's not soiled and, and stained, then good on them, right? If their policy is just to give people a return on anything they bring back, as long as the receipt in the box is there, then, you know, wow. Airlines yeah. right now, did we talk about that last week with the airline trick? Where you can get a, get a plane ticket to England, London, England, for $328 through Air Canada from Vancouver. But you can get a, a ticket to Ontario to the Pearson Airport in Toronto for $530. So people are booking a trip saying they're going to London, England and paying $200 less. And they're just making sure all they have is carry on. So then when they get to Toronto, they just hop off the plane and they're there and they've saved $200. <laughs> right? Yeah. Good on them. Airports are crying right now. They don't have staff. They don't have qualified people, blah, 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 blah. You know? good that's not hurting them that's actually saving them a lot of work right so and for for consumers good on you man if you're smart enough to do that that much research and, and figure out a way around that good on you seriously it sucks that you couldn't you know have your luggage dropped off at the same time there should be kind of a, a law there this you know what that's what i find funny is like since this covid two years of covid since we've come out of it things are kind of getting back to normal it's like what the fuck happened to the world, man? It's like you're saying, people are hiring. Uh, everything's, we can't get access to any of this, any of that. How come we just didn't get back on track and things are back to normal again? Like, it seems like we're just in the twilight zone. Like, like what the fuck happened, man? Everything got devastated that much. That Well, yeah. Do you know I what mean, I mean? Well, like, I just, well, hear, some I, people, yeah. And some I people, hear some people like, we're book solid. And then other people are like, I can't get that. I can't get that. Or like, you know, it's, there's a lot of that going on. It's just like, we've never been so busy. And I don't know. It's just a lot of like weird. We're trying to buy a vehicle weird, right now. But it's just like, we're like, we're reeling from what happened. And now yeah. with this gas stuff, I don't know. Like we're just in a tailspin of what the fuck's going on right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, trying to buy a vehicle right now too, right? If you go to these car lots and that. Yeah, they're anything. even going online looking at vehicles. There's not many available. Our our right? Chevy dealership here, mm -hmm. what usually the lot is full of vehicles. They have like 10 vehicles in there. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Well, they can't get trucks now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not the manufacturing. Everything has been held up, right? So when they be, build vehicles, it they they have a system um which is um just in time assembly. So those parts that they need, whether it's a door hinge or the door itself or the window, everything shows up typically right in time. So they don't have overhead in the factory, right? They don't want to have overhead in the factory. That slows down right. process, right? Because then you got unpackaged shit. And so, so things typically on an assembly line and vehicles, especially everything comes just in time as you need it for those vehicles, right? 
So, and you, you can picture, you can uh, imagine yourself that everything's going down a conveyor belt. No, boom. Okay, we need the headlight mounts there. Oh, boom, headlight mounts just came in 10 minutes ago. Seriously, somebody's taking them, bringing them in the front door, taking them out of the boxes and boom, boom, boom. They're getting fed onto the machines as needed, you know, right away. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Teamsters did stage a preemptive strike, let's call it that, right after the, uh, sorry, not the Teamsters, the Longshoremen, and I do happen to know a few, staged what I consider to be a preemptive strike. So when when Trudeau went and used that emergency act to dismantle the freedom protest in Ottawa, a couple of my friends who are longshoremen told me, well, that's okay. We've got them on this end of the country anyways. And they were intentionally calling in sick and two of them would call in sick. One would call in one day for a couple of days. Then he would come back. Then the other one would call in sick for a couple of days, right? To intentionally slow down the goods coming in on the port because without the longshoremen, nothing's getting offloaded off of these ships, hmm. Right. So that wasn't made in the news. That wasn't discussed in the news because they don't want you to know that this is going on, right? So I was working at the time in in, uh, in warehousing and had mentioned that to one of my bosses. We waited three months for one shipping container to be um, reached at port and loaded onto a semi-truck, right? So you got to imagine that boat has caught thousands of shipping containers on there. Right. And that boat sat out at port for three months before it was actually brought in and, and, and offloaded. Right. And then those shipping containers placed on separate trailers to truck into to different parts of the country. Right. So, again, you know, they it's don't talk about how... that stuff in the news, which is which has created this problem that we have. Right. Because those longshoremen are still paid for their sick days. They're still paid when they when they go go set, you know. If they get to work, they clock into work and they're they're okay. They clock in and all of a sudden an hour into their shift, oh, I'm not feeling good. I got to go home, right? Could be COVID. Boom, done. They're, you know, it's huh. all in their union contracts. They're all, you know, and like I said, it was a preemptive strike. And I don't doubt that a lot of that is still carrying on right now, right? Um, it's amazing how this world is just running just like clockwork. If one, like you said, if one little thing slips it's Mm -hmm. fucked everything's fucked Mm -hmm. and that's like i was saying we take everything for granted and now we're learning that it's just it's big problems even even here right now like it seems like we're behind a month because it has been raining here like i've never fucking seen and like you know the business i'm in where it mud (laughs) rain creates mud and uh, mud creates problems Mm -hmm. and you're, cu- you're trying to tell your customers it's just like we can't do anything because it's like way too muddy it's just going to cost you money we have to wait till it dries out and people are like well i gotta get things going right away it's just like holy man like well you know short it all comes down the line right it all everything affects everything and i i almost get to the point where i'm like conspiracy like something has some sort of weather manipulations going on right now or something weird that's like well somebody told me here's an interesting tidbit somebody told me that every 13 to 15 years we have one of these um drawn out um springs 
where spring leads into summer very, very slowly. And it doesn't actually hit summer until like the first or second week of July. And then boom, it, you know, there's a switch that's flipped. And it kind of makes me wonder because I think the last time that your guys' area was affected bad was about 2009. So that would be about 13 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Right. And same here. I don't, you know, we do have almost every year, there's certain creeks and stuff that, that uh, naturally flood, but uh, people's houses aren't that close to, you know, there's no river here really. So, you know, people aren't that close to a quick moving um, stream. Right. So well, last night it was like really, really cold here. And I think even a, a, like an hour from where I live, it was like a snowstorm. Yeah. And I feel bad for like, like my wife, she spends like hundreds of dollars um, building her garden. Right. And after May long or whatever, she puts all her stuff out. Well, I was thinking last night, I was like, it's damn cold. I don't even, I, I hope her plants are going to survive this night. I mean, it didn't frost, but it was cold. And I was looking at her, some of her pepper plants and they were looking okay. all wilt, like wilted and stuff. I think they, they bounced back, but I was like, I don't know if these plants are going to survive just this night. And there's so much stuff out there right now. You can't bring it all in. And, and the well, and it creates, that'll create shock to the plant. So it will take a while for the plant to come back. And quite often what will happen is the plant will conserve energy from where it was going and redirect it. So the plant might start bushing out at the bottom more, which, you know, isn't ideal because the plant wants to be balanced. So it's going to find its new balance. Um, You know, yeah, it's scary. I saw news reports there. I think Calgary had snow last night or the the pass there and on the way to Calgary and Lethbridge and stuff had snow last night. And I'm like, holy crap, like it's, second week of june here and we're still getting snow but people don't want to accept the fact that you know something ain't right up there in the sky right so i i personally i've seen this chemtrail shit i've seen these really um weird cloud covered days where you're kind of wondering is this even a cloud or is this shit they've sprayed in the in the ozone here in the atmosphere right so yeah it's uh it's strange or Again, you know, is this the 13 to 15 year odd summer that we get or odd, you know, late spring, right? So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, going back to, to gardening and that, though, a lot of farmers are saying right now it's too wet for carrots, potatoes, any root vegetable, right? So um, they're, they're having a hard time keeping because the carrots, especially in potatoes, they need to dry out a bit, right? They don't want damp soil. Your soil is too, too damp. The, the veggie doesn't want to grow at all, right? So they don't yeah, like I saw growing. I this guy much. talking about strawberries on TikTok. He's like, I've never seen a year like this for like 20 years where it's like the mm-hmm. strawberries are, they're having problems. He's like, yeah. see all these straw, I don't know, like I'm not an expert, but he was like, see all these? They should all be full, all these plants right now, but they're just starting right now. So we're like a month behind and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty bad. Well, I do the hydroponics, like, you know, and aeroponics, I, I toy with a bit here as well. And certain plants do really well in hydroponics, certain plants won't. Strawberries, for instance, you can start them hydroponically, but it's actually quicker. Uh, a strawberry plant, like some plants, um, carrots, potatoes, that kind of thing, they want to be root bound. They want to be not necessarily in, in very tight, tight soil. Um, strawberries do like that, though. Um, they want to be root bound, it's called, right? So they don't want to have a lot of room to move for their roots. They want to work to to anchor themselves. 
and that just helps the plant to to grow more um, runners on it, right? So, yeah, it's it's crazy, right? Because a lot of the shit so many people take for granted, they don't understand their, you know, they just say, oh, well, if there's no bananas in the store, I'll just be able to grow bananas. You can't fucking just grow bananas anywhere, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, what's going to happen, and I think you, you pointed out a good fact there, too, that, you know, people are all on this different level of social anxiety and, and madness in a way where, fuck me, man, if if we quit getting avocados in for a few weeks, you know, there'd be a lot of people losing their shit because they, they just don't have the, the capacity, the mental fucking capacity to realize that that didn't come from your farmer up the road. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, and then speaking of bananas, now we got the monkey pox. Have you heard about this monkey pox, JC? I think I brought this up once or twice before. Yeah, I, I don't know what I think about it right now. I feel like it's the next big fear that they're going to try to twist into the narrative. Well, the and new piece of info that I got about the monkey pox was that it's mostly affecting gay men and it's transferred through gay sex. Okay. Are you serious or are you joking? This is what I heard on the news today. I, I just heard this quickly on the radio today, but they're still concerned and they're still trying to figure out if they're going to make this a, a global um, um, pandemic, right? Or a global, you know, blame, it on, the, blame it on the gays, eh? Well, and then the one guy on TikTok, and I think I sent you that video there, um, he found this news article that said that they found a, um, what did they say? It said monkeypox was found in semen in a handful of patients. And then so somebody chimed in and said, well, how do you know, how do they know that it was, like, how do they test it in their semen? And then the guy replied back. He said, well, obviously by the handful. So <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, no, seriously, that's what I heard today is that it, it's affecting, you know, um, gay men most most particularly. And it, it, I don't know. I, I really don't understand it because when I first heard the report, they said that it was people involved in some sort of orgy in the UK that then came over here and, and were in Quebec. And yet then there was a case in Alberta and a couple cases in BC. And, you know, so they kept giving this, you know, oh, there's more monkeypox, oh, more monkeypox. And then now they're being like, well, you know, we picked a terrible time to be bringing in monkeypox during, you know, Pride Month or mm -hmm. quarter. What Are, are they going to extend this to three months, do you think? This whole Pride thing? I hope not. I, uh yeah, I just, I couldn't help but think about it. It's like, well, well, if, you know, if you ever needed a reason to maybe not make this a month long thing, this might be a good one for you, right? The, just to keep those, those monkey pox and other, you know, commonly spread through um, gay sex things down to, uh, you know, a limited amount. I just but, don't, uh, I just don't want to, I know we, we built, beat this topic to death, but are they going to try to bring this COVID bullshit back one more time? Because if they do, people are going to be like, fuck you. Like, well, they are, they even, are they that dumb that they're going to be like, they have. Let's, let's try it one more time? So when you watch the leftist news, which is most of our mainstream media here, legacy media, they try to call it. But 
it's crazy how they show the reports now that here's what I understand has happened. Trudeau was was positive for COVID, yet he traveled from the States back to Canada or traveled into, into the States from Canada. So he broke his own COVID law of not traveling when you're positive for COVID and not isolating and quarantining when you when you've been tested positive for COVID. Oh, right? I hope they throw so, that at him. This is what this is the reason that the, the number one reason that they have now said, OK, no more travel mandates for for vaccinated or unvaccinated, mm-hmm. because he's apparently had three shots and yet he's traveling. So and he also tested positive for covid during the time where he was still supposed to be getting tested before he flew anywhere. So, you know, it doesn't matter for him because, as we all know, his number one game is to break the rules and bend the law to suit his needs while he you know keeps everybody else under under thumb right so but but watching the mainstream media and the way they report this whole oh well they're they're letting everybody travel now you hear it time and time again so many of these reporters doing these one one-sided interviews with their with their co-guest or their expert and they're saying well we'll have to see what happens come fall because there's going to be, they're predicting this big surging COVID cases now. Because it's going to take that long for all the unvaccinated to. How does that work? I don't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't right? make sense. It's just like they're gonna they're gonna track all the unvaccinated. Here's what I heard. So they're gonna let everybody go on their little trips when it come vacation time, and they're but you're gonna probably have to sign into an app or take your test. They're gonna track all these people that have been going around they're gonna be then they're gonna be like the unvaccinated see what happened we track them and they're the cause of this next wave see what happened now everyone's gonna have to get a a shot see this but like you're saying trudeau is fully vaxxed and all these people have been traveling fully vaxxed and they're still getting it so it's it's the same old story it's like the vaccinator is spreading it just as much so the story it's just a bunch of bullshit really but they're going to use that as an excuse for the seventh wave or whatever, and then guarantee that everyone has to have two shots and just bring back the old broken record. And they'll start all over again. Well, yeah, but, they're but this, already with trying- this fuel prices, though, will it, can, can we handle getting kicked while we're down? No, that's the big thing. Yeah. And then, you know, we, we can't, we can't forget the the fact that most of the people that he was with and traveling with are most likely vaccinated right if he's if he's vaccinated and he's made it a law that everybody is vaccinated right that 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 works in parliament and all this he sits on the side of the aisle in the house of commons there that they proudly you know try and and discriminate the opposite by saying yeah we all sit here with our masks on you know so, but again, he's been caught so many times with, oh, good for me, but not for thee. And, oh, well, I took my mask off for this reason or that, you know? So yeah, nothing. Hello again, and welcome back to Shit Talk. Here you are with JC and myself, Nate, on part three. What's that? Um, yeah, so, you know, we, t- we touched a little bit on this because we do, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, Taylor Swift got remarried this week. You saw that on the news, did you, JC? It was on TMZ nope. for like most Which of the show. Uh, I don't know. Some black rich guy or what? Some basketball player? 
Yeah, probably another wealthy individual. But um, is she the one that's like part of the Illuminati, or is this a different? Am I getting her mixed up? I really don't know. It's you know, I don't follow him that much. All I noticed was that uh, somebody got a photo of uh, Justin Bieber's face dropping there when she got remarried. So. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to make fun of this. You know, we have badmouthed him over, you know, well, actually, no, I'm a big fan of those. I was a big fan of, of the Bieber bites, the Timbits there. Honestly, I, I had some of those the other day because I felt bad for Biebs. And I was <sighs> like, but they're like the same as any other Timbits in my mind. What's the difference other than they're like way more covered in sugar? I'm just like, these are the same. I want the old ones back. I don't know. Anyway, so, sorry, what were you saying? Well, I'm on the opposite, right? Because I've been boycotting Tim Hortons and following the uh, thecampforall.com. If anybody hasn't checked it out, camp, C-A-M-P, four, number four, A-L-L.com. Check that out. Um, yeah, so for, the, for Tim Hortons CEO to say, they make that motion that they won't allow kids to go to their camps that aren't vaccinated, I thought, well, I'm going to, do my part and I'll just boycott them myself personally. And I have noticed that that place isn't as busy as it, it was before. So I'm pretty sure there's a lot more people like myself saying, you know what, let's just take a social stance on it. But you're when fucking that right. happened, you fucking yeah. should, because kids should not be vaccinated. Have you seen the new numbers that have came out about kids being vaccinated? It is fucking disgusting. The percent aisles of kids like dying and being affected by these vaccines highly outweighs the kids that are not vaccines vaccinated which is in itself uh, a definition to don't fucking do it anyway sorry yeah no well when i seen what happened to him with this ramsey's cunt or sorry ramsey's hunt syndrome that uh i just thought right away i'm like well they're now I'm never drinking anything from Tim Hortons, right? He was doing all these commercials and, you know, well, I want to try this first. Don't, you know, don't you touch my Timmy's. I get it first, right? So now I'm just like, whoa, that really sells it for me, right? So he is not, which is really scary. He has not made a statement that he believes this was caused from the vaccines. Yet both him and Haley, his wife, had reactions to the vaccine. She had blood clots um, months ago, a few months ago, maybe even a year ago now. Um, and another issue um, was going on as well with her. I can't recall right off the top of my head. But, uh, you know, so, and a lot of people are putting these two together saying, you know, they know, but somebody's probably offering them a suitcase full of money to shut up and don't say anything, you know, about the safe and effectiveness of these, you know, shots, right? So it, it's scary, man. It's it's worrisome. You have doctors that are out there right now that are saying they've never seen Ramsey's Hunt syndrome before, and now more and more people are coming in with the same condition. And apparently, it is something that can be treated and can be overcome, but you know, that's like saying that everybody's going to have the same effect from taking aspirin or, you know, the same effect from cough syrup, right? Some people just don't have the same system, right? So everyone's different. Um, yeah. Just, I think that doctors all across the board are just like, there you go saying like, yeah, I apologize to our listeners, but they're not, they're not 
telling people about this vaccine anymore. They're not saying they don't don't get it, but they're not saying get it anymore. Because I remember my doctor was like, have you got it? Have you got it? The last, I don't know how many times I've gone in. He hasn't said a damn thing. He hasn't asked me about it. He hasn't said anything. I bet you it's because he's seeing the results and he's, he knows that he's like, I think I should just let them decide for themselves. Well, and it makes you wonder too, how many people have now switched sides and said, I'm not taking any more boosters. No way. I've seen enough. You know, um, you were just mentioning, though, you were watching a news article there with the uh, one of the chief medical officers saying that they don't they never recommended the use of the vaccines. Of course, it's like you're saying everybody's backtracking now, right? Mm hmm. It wasn't me that said you should get it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I said this. Well, it's going to be the same with this monkeypox thing. And you do have a bunch of people already saying, oh, I wish there was a monkeypox vaccine. I'm like, there is. It's called don't take the COVID shot, <laughs> you know, or, you know, abstain from gay sex until the end of Pride Month here, baby. I don't know. These crazy orgies you guys are having out on the fucking street in front of everybody and their dog. No, no more. You know, keep it keep it behind closed doors and, and get yourself checked for monkeypox and whatever other shit you can catch from doing this weird stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to seem like, you know, um, what do they call a homophobic or anything like that? But uh, yeah, there needs to be a little more sense put into what's going on in this world, right? You know, you've got you know what I was thinking the other day about this whole gay pride thing that bothers me, and that I think gay people themselves should be catching on to is that. The people that don't really support gay people are taking, they're running with that as um, um, sensationalism. And like, look at Justin Trudeau, for example. He's always talking about that. Does, do you think he really cares about gay people? No, it's just of his political agenda. And the schools are like that now and everything's too. Do you think any of them really care about how gay people feel and all this? I don't think they do. Because last time I checked, gay people have been around for fucking thousands and thousands of years. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it was never an issue back then. I mean, yeah, there are some people, some a-holes that, that, that are a bit homophobic. That's, that's going to happen regardless, no matter how many flags you fly. But gay people themselves need to, I mean, maybe it's they like it. But at the same time, if they want to make it normal... They have to make it normal because when they're the way they're doing things, it's not making it normal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like, and you've got the old version of Grinder, right? I think that's what it's called, Grinder, which is this gay app that helps gay people find other gay people. Okay. The old version of Grinder, way before the internet, and that was that you confess your sins, right? And you would just go into the booth and you would say, "Oh, you know, sorry, Father, I've sinned." You know, I I had sex with a with another man and the priest would say please leave your name and number and <laughs> you know, i'll get back to you shortly right but uh it's yeah it it's un unfortunate and I, I try to use that as light as i can because in all honesty this is where a lot of the problem comes from is that people that are 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 right in their poli political view are saying, you know, well, gay sex is bad, period, leaving it at that. And then you've got people that are a little more centralized and, and a little right, for sure, um, morally, 
um, like yourself and myself that understand that, yes, this has happened for years, but years ago, that was a sin. It was an understandable sin, but it was okay that you sinned as long as, you know, you could confess your sins and realize that it wasn't something that was, you know, socially, morally acceptable, right? Which meant that, yeah, if you were going to be gay and be with somebody and gay until the day you died, well, yeah, you're going to be living in sin and you're going to want to keep that, you know, um, in check. You know what I'm saying? Right? Because I'm sure when we grew up, there were old timers that, you know, people older than us, of course, when we were kids, that probably were gay, but, you know, they either were married and, you know, they had flings on the side or, or whatever was going on, right? But nowadays, it's like, oh, you're, you're not right if you're not standing up and, and accepting the parades and the gross displays that I see at these parades, which is, you know, if you can't afford clothes, maybe we should be doing a parade for that, right? Why, why aren't we doing, why aren't we doing a, a homeless person parade? You know, why aren't we doing a, um, you know, to pick a charity, pick a, pick a difference of, of lifestyle even, right? You could do the, you do the, the parade for, for the people that can't read good. Right. So it's just become, it's just become a thing. You know what I mean? It's become a holiday. It's become a thing like, like Christmas or Easter or anything and people have got behind it and it's fun and it's all excitement, but really in my mind, it's so that's almost defeating the purpose in a, in a sense, because in my mind, I'm just like, Oh, Hey, I'm a guy or a guy or girl or whatever comes up and says, yeah, I'm gay. Oh, uh, good for you. It's normal. Congratulations. What do you want an award now or what? That's, that's where I stand. I'm just like, it's fucking normal. So what? That's where that's in my mind where it should be, but now it's like let's celebrate. It's just like why? <laughs> well, let's why take a are whole you celebrating month to do something so. that's normal. <laughs> yeah, and let's take a whole month to do so. That's what we're. That's what doesn't worry me, but it bothers me because we we you know let's let's put this into freakonomic perspective. You've got a month right now where people are starting to travel, more tourism. More people are, you know, even venturing outside of their normal city to go and visit cities near them and, you know, take in, take in different uh, scenery. And nobody seems to have enough employed people right now, whether it's, uh, I've watched fast food joints, um, franchises closing down right now because they couldn't get staff. And they literally are at that point where they have to shut down because they don't have enough staff to keep it open. So when you have that happening, at the same time, you've got, you know, Pride Month. You can't help but think, well, what if they decided not to dress in drag and spend so much time this month worrying about making a fucking statement and instead decided, hey, here's Pride Day. And that's a day where we can account that all of these people aren't going to be leaving their jobs to take the month off. You know what I mean? If you had a pride day, that's great because most people be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we know Jimmy, he's gay, she's gay, they gay, which is so fucked up. They gay, they gay. It sounds like you're a freaking four year old. Hmm. They, you know, 
in all honesty, the people that are making the schedules could be like, okay, well, we know that Jimmy's probably not going to be here because he's going to be gone on Pride Day, you know, celebrating. Why does he have to go on Pride Day? Where's he going? Can he go? Because right now, Jimmy's taking a whole month off because he doesn't know what day he wants to be at what parade and what gathering and what event is going on to, you know. To appease the appease the you know queer gods, right? My, so. my thing is like when I go to the bank or something and I see the big sticker on the window of the gay things, like you are accepted here. Like when did when did banks start discriminating against gay people in the first place? Like in the <laughs> in the sixties or where what? Like is it necessary? <laughs> is was that necessary? You had to put this big sign in the window. Like what do you? Yeah. What do they come to the teller? I'd like to make make the withdrawal. Uh, what you're gay, right? Sorry, we. We won't, we don't want your money. Like shit like that is like fucking stupid. Get get the fuck out of here with that shit. You know what I mean? It's it's just yeah, it's just these leftist liberal ladies like, we gotta make sure that everyone's accepted here. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. gay people don't even care anyways. Like I don't know. Well, you gotta remember too, a week ago or a month ago, two months ago, you weren't allowed in the bank if you didn't have a mask on, you know, and some people were in there with masks and gloves. And I've made the joke before. There used to, it wasn't that long ago going into a bank with a mask and gloves on made you a criminal. They'd be hitting that emergency button right now. Hmm. Right? So yeah, it's it's crazy. I watched this, I watched this thing about this comedian, and this is where this mentality of today's thing. It's like this comedian said uh he sees uh other comedians that are they're still following the rules and they think they're protecting they they come to the show with the mask. And then they go up and use the microphone, the same microphone that all the other comedians that that weren't wearing a mask. And everybody's touching their same mouth on the microphone after they take their mask off. And he's like, these are the people that this is the definition of what the fuck is going on. They're so fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. Either it's virtual signaling or people that need to follow the rules. Anyways, but hey, here's some other news. Did you know that they're... uh, uh, taking Amber Heard out of, out of the next Aquaman 2 movie, deleting all her scenes. Well, good. I hope Roseanne Barr gets the role. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> she's well, the controller of whales. She's the only one I haven't <laughs> seen in, in movies lately, right? Like Roseanne Arnold, they canceled her show because, you know, because they didn't agree with her. And uh, yeah, I don't know. The the whole Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing, I I still I'm still having a hard time with it, but I really am. I I had a gut feeling that, you know, she was a lying, manipulative little, you know, such and such. But again, I really don't give a shit. It's not that important for me who's playing what role because I we went to that Doctor Strange movie, not knowing that one of the actresses in that movie was, you know, up on charges of of kidnapping children and keeping them in cages kind of thing right so really? yeah yeah i mentioned this a couple podcasts ago oh Back yeah up. okay i remember i remember what you yeah i remember so yeah the whole mask thing though jc it blows my mind because i still see people in broad daylight in the street like with nobody around them for at least 30 40 feet and they're wearing a mask there are people sitting at a bus stop by themselves wearing a mask out in fresh air and I want to I want to clarify for people, the people driving their cars right now by themselves wearing a mask. I commend you. Thank you for doing that and keeping me safe. 
You know, it's your actions that have kept me from getting COVID more than once. But I think like many of us unvaccinated people, we've already had COVID once and we're just proving the rest of you wrong, which is that your vaccines don't work and there is such a thing as natural immunity and there is such a thing as herd inoculation. So the people though that are outside, scientific fact, there has never been one reported case of somebody catching COVID while outdoors at all, okay? Especially in the hot summer months, your chances of, of transmitting anything outdoors on a hot summer day is freaking slim to nil, right? Between the sun, the heat, and the fact you're outside, you know, is scientifically supportive of a healthy immune system. You go outside, if you have a cold and the weather's nice, you should be going outside because you should be releasing those germs out into the air. Let the sun kill them. Let the wind, you know, carry them away. And the wind's not going to carry them from here and drop them over there in somebody's face, right? It's going to dissipate those things into nothing, right? So, yeah, it just, it shocks me still. Like I said, to this day, people will still walk outside in the middle of the day, nice sunny day outside with the mask on, even on a not nice sunny day, even on a rainy day, sitting outside with a mask on. There's still people riding their bikes with masks on. Well, I had to wear one when I went to the my kid's daycare the other day. So which now they let me in, which I wasn't allowed to go in before, but now that the rules have changed. So now I'm allowed to go in, but I have to still to wear my mask. So I pulled this old mask out of my jacket, which was half my fault that I've had for there for a while. It's like an N95 mask. And I'm just like, this mask is making me feel sick. Like yeah. the taste of it, breathing in the air through this mask. I like, I didn't, I like hadn't worn a mask for so long that I forgot, almost forgot about it. What it's like to wear a mask, but I had to wear one randomly. And then I'm just like, this is fucking disgusting. And I do not feel good. Like I was only in there for like 20 minutes, but I was like, I, I, I honestly, like, I can't handle this. It's fucking gross, man. Like I oh, felt, I felt An N95 isn't meant to be worn for hours. An N95 is meant to be worn 20 minutes and then yeah. taken off, get yourself some oxygen and then put a fresh one on. Right. It's not to be reused at all. Right. Yeah, Any of those so disposable phone, masks but, aren't but to be, aren't I didn't, to be reused. I didn't have one. I didn't, I forgot I had to bring like a new one and I don't even have any of them. So I just kind of used this old one. But I was like, this is fucking gross, man. Yeah, um, there was something else I was going to bring up, and I can't remember what the hell it was, but the Facebook fact checkers, I think you sent me a, a thing on TikTok there about the Facebook fact checkers. Yeah, who who's pays them? Pharmaceutical companies. Yep. Right? So anything that you say against... So it's a little, a little bit biased there. What about uh -huh. this Bill C-10 that they're about to pass right away? Or that's, yeah, now, C, that's now C-11 or vice versa? That's supposed to shut down all uh, like, is that, I don't even know what that entails. Does that mean more fact checkers going on? Does that mean you can't like, I don't even know how they're going to enforce that. Like the control on that. I mean, uh, maybe they've done it in China already. So they're going to already like, they're going to shut down certain websites. Are they going to, if you say something, you get a, a record, like a criminal internet record or how, how do you think that's going to work? Nate? in Canada. Well, and I think that you mentioned that in that video that you sent me was that if you're say from another country or you have family in another country, say you're 
say your wife had taken off to um, Africa to go and do some some work down there to help out, you actually wouldn't be able to um, find the information on what's happening down in Africa in that area. Say your wife went down to Africa to do some uh, some volunteer work for an organization or something. And then you heard, oh shit, there was a, you know, a storm in Africa because you heard about it on the news, on the TV. And your wife doesn't call you that day. And then you go and type in online, you know, what's the, you know, what's going on current events and, and it won't pop up for you because we're now under the C10 veil or C11, like you said, veil of manipulation of algorithm. Right. So, and you don't even know it's happening. You might like, well, oh, maybe it doesn't exist, but really it does, but they, they fucked you over and you don't know. So that it's further censorship. That's sickening, man. Yeah, further censorship than we bared witness to yet. You know, we talked about um, our one guest there that that had the adverse reactions, right? And again, I search quite often, trying to see if there's any more info. Any, you know, if she's if she's out there doing, you know, okay, seeing how she is, and there's very little. You know, um, you can't find her on Instagram. So do you know what this yeah. reminds me of the fascist when Nazis were like burning books? Mm-hmm. If you think about it, it, it literally is the exact same thing. It is like, it's like, well, you can't share these, this information. You can't read these books. Mm-hmm. We're shutting it all down. We're burning yeah. your books. It's the exact same thing that they're going to do. Yeah. And it's, it's such a step in the wrong direction. And people like Justin Trudeau that support this shit, just, just, pulls off one more of his masks either he's yeah. really stupid or he's following this fucking agenda like a little toy doll and again if this had happened in the 80s they would have just cut phone lines so you can't make a call to your neighbor you can't see what's going on you know you can't make a long distance call i'm sorry there are no operators available right and that's unfortunately sadly that's the way they're trying to direct it right there's people in china that cannot find canadian news already and that's been going on for years, right? You mentioned, you know, that kind of censorship that's working for them and social credit as well, right? So that whole social credit scheme, that's that's scary in itself, right? That's like, and we, we touched on this before, that's like saying, okay, well, you know, you were idling your vehicle, you spent, um, say, $200 on, on gas this week for your vehicle because you had a few jobs to do and you had to travel a little bit. Well, you spent $200 worth of gas and you make X amount a year. That's too much. You spent too much on gas, so you're not getting any more gas. That's simple. That cut and dry. Not, hey, you know, increase of work. I have a bigger family. I have more, you know, more duties to do. I only have one vehicle, right? We share a vehicle in our household, whatnot. Doesn't matter. They'll go buy whatever setup that they want. And then what comes next, unfortunately, under the whole social credit score plan, would be you've had one child okay you're allowed one more that's it right so and it's we're not far from that and and people that that think that oh yeah we still live in a free country oh yeah we still have democracy we no we don't and it would be nothing for them to say yeah you can only have two children now household two children maximum 
And the saddest thing is, is they're going to play the whole time game on it. So say they started out and they slowly start implicating this like they did with the whole COVID censorship thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just, that might even been the trial run of what they're going to do with this. But let's say in five years or whatever, you and I are going to be like talking on the phone and be like, Hey man, remember we in that, that podcast, but now, now that's all shut down. I wonder if it's out, still out there in cyberspace, but kids like my son, they'll never know that the, we had the freedom back then mm-hmm. because True. they've ne- never experienced this. It makes me think that like with all this stuff's going down, these politicians better be careful, man. Like people are going to start taking them out pretty soon. I feel like, and, I'm, and it might not even be the small, it, it could be the small people that are losing their minds, but it might be the big corporate people too. These billionaires, when all their, when all their big billions start uh, getting cut in half because of all this stuff, what's going to happen? Well, maybe they'll, maybe they're going to take the hit on, on these guys that are trying to go against agenda. Yeah, and I look at people, because I met a lot, young people, especially these days, that don't work because they're all into Bitcoin, and they've invested so much into Bitcoin, and they just live on the hog and, and pretend like they're multimillionaires. because they Bitcoin draw a bit. and Ethereum is dropping drastically. Huge. Huge, yes, like everything else right now. People are right. raising their shorts with that, too. Especially uh-huh. crypto. So how many of these young, capable of working individuals have just wasted the last two plus years, because this was before COVID, two plus years banking on an invisible, you know, currency that was going to give them wealth for life. And they went and invested and bought stupid shit they didn't need again. You know, the whole, well, let's buy a tattoo before I can pay my rent, Hmm. you know, mentality. And now that everything is coming down to a, whoa, you got to reevaluate point. They're losing their shit and their desperation. It doesn't matter who you are, right? They don't care about who you are because they're already in their own social anxiety, <laughs> never mind financial stress moment in their life that they've never had to be in before. And most of these young people, unfortunately, as well, have parents that have helped them out along the way. But there comes a time when the parents are like, shit, no, my our mortgage is going to go up like to a point where we're not going to be able to afford, you know, to put away for our for our retirement here, right? If they're lucky. So yeah, it's uh it's it's gonna be a scary time, man. And it's not it's not in any way better for the seniors. You never hear Trudeau saying, hey, we're gonna make sure that our seniors are looked after in this in this crazy inflationary time, right? Their groceries are going up just like ours. Their medications are going up just like ours. Yeah. They still need to put fuel in their in their in their you know vehicles. If not, like you said, taxi prices are going up. If they need to get to that doctor appointment, they're not going to be able to do that. That's cutting in huge to their to their pension, right? So it just makes me sad thinking about it. Where a little like a little lady's got a little, little purse and they're trying to try to pay you the cabbie. Well, yeah. uh, I don't have enough i didn't think it was gonna be that much you're just like fuck just just go lady just go don't worry about it oh hell no you take their shoes they got a fake <laughs> leg i want it you know it's hey those those, you that those diamond prosthetics ring. are worth a lot of money man like they don't want to lose that <laughs> but no it's uh yeah it is it is a hard time it's a scary time right now um 
you know, look at how many seniors have put away so that they have time to go to the casino once a week. And now they're totally upset. They're leaving that casino, their head down if they didn't, you know, if they didn't break even or, or come out ahead, which again, it's the, 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 the game is already rigged, right? They're, their chances and, and odds of, of coming out ahead anyways is not for them. Right. So it's uh yeah, it's, it's a harsh time right now. And like I said, how many people have bought into this whole Bitcoin thing, right. And put so much into it now. Oh yeah. Look at it, It's doing great. Oh yeah. Well now this guy's behind it. Oh yeah. Well, you know, you get all these stupid, um, what is it called? The clickbait ads that say, Oh yeah, this guy was all broke and everything. And so sad. Now he's got, you know, and it's always famous people that they use. Right. And there's ads that say, oh, yeah, but they've got a trick for you. And then you click on it and it's all yeah, it's like if you sign up and... for this one hour webinar, I'm going to yeah. show you exactly how to do it. Yeah. Just like screw off, dude. Like, fuck. yeah, you know, but there are people that got rich off and stuff. So, I mean, it's not like it didn't happen, but it's the same as playing start stock markets or anything else. It's just all a, a risk. Well, and that's the thing, right? And I've, I've talked to people myself that have told me, oh, yeah, well, I made, you know, um, a million in Bitcoin since four years ago. And I'm like, oh, are you going to cash out? No, hell no. It's going to go to, you know, do I feel bad for them? No. Should I feel bad for them? No. Why? Because it's my fucking right. I don't have to feel sympathy or, or empathy for people who think that everything comes easy. Right? It's tough enough nowadays to be like, okay, I have X amount in my account. i got to pay my rent at the end of the month. I got to make sure I got X amount in the, in the truck to get me to and from work for the next week. And I can't count on my job making me tips, right? I can't count on my job making me cash sales even so that I have a little bit of extra spending cash on, on hand, right? So, you know, you, you really got to reevaluate in a way and, and you got to quit thinking that everything is going to be the same as it was last week, right? For all we know, more and more of these places are going to be like, sorry, we had to close down. There was a freaking riot with the pride parade last, last night. You know, if only we had only done 13 of them this month instead of 28, you know? So it's, uh, and that, it's, that is, uh, it's it's a crazy I, I, world. I joke about it, but I don't because there was an actual fight broke out last weekend as well in the middle of our main street. And there had to be at least 30 people there all involved in a big brawl and i'm sitting there going well maybe now wasn't the time to be flying all your different flags around people like sorry even a fuck trudeau flag right now is is scary because everybody is so opinionated and everybody is so divided right and i made this statement before if you're going to go out on canada day this year only one flag i want to see and that's that black flag with f trudeau on it to me that's the most sense you know yeah, what i mean you know they should have a black Canada flag. It's the same as Canada flag, except without the red. It it's black instead, representing this country is a shadow of what it used to be. Yeah, or or make the yeah make the red black so it's all black and white. Yes, I mean like our prime minister. If he's not black, he's <laughs> white. But that's okay and that's acceptable, right? So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's funny. You know, he's, we have these podcasts and we talk about all this and. It's kind of our pet peeves. So it's funny how it's all tied together. And I'm at the point where I just don't even care about anything anymore. Like, and I think a lot of people I've, I've noticed on TikTok, there's been a lot of people that are saying the exact same thing. They're just like, 
it's so fucked up. Like I don't even care anymore. I'll just take one day, just live one day at a time. That's um, like, what do you do? You can't, we can't fix anything. Do I wait outside Trudeau's house and bludges him to death? And then some other jackass comes and takes his place. It's just as bad. I'm like, what do you do anymore? Like greed has taken over this whole world and it ups the ante more and more all the time. You'd think it would snap. I always say this. I was like, just when you thought you'd seen it all, you haven't. It, that's the funny thing about this life, right? And we have no idea what's coming around for her. So that well, leads me to my question, Nate. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Um, we start thinking seriously about self-sustainability. Yeah. Um, we also try to be patient and acceptable of one another, but also not too careful. Because the, the worst thing I feel for society in general is to hinder dialogue or suppress any opportunity for discussion amongst each other all because you're afraid of offending someone you know i've uh i've learned especially in my job i'm not here to make friends one of the worst things when you work in in public service is that you tend to see regulars and you tend to you know kind of create quote unquote friendships but in my line of work, you're not there to be somebody's friend as much as it's nice to meet people that you are, you know, in a line with or, or can joke around and accept each other with. You're not there to make friends. You're not, you know, that's not the name of the game, right? You're there to take them point A to point B and do it in a pleasant, pleasant manner and a pleasure, you know, a pleasurable way, I guess. And, you know, get them there as, as safe and as, um, affordable as possible not you know running up the meter just because you can but like i said we're not there to be friends right so if there's things that you have in common and and sometimes for me it's tough because i have you know i've hey you have to take them all right you've got the the joker to your to your left and uh radical to your right kind of people right so for me though it's it's not discussing the wrong thing at the wrong time. It's you really have to be a little careful on how you how you talk about stuff, right? So for instance, I'm not gonna pick up a drag queen and her gay friend and talk about how Pride Month should be, you know, reduced to a week. But what I will say is, holy cow, are you guys getting back to work by the end of the month? Or, you know, do you have plans for next month? Or, you know, because mm -hmm they brag they brag about that yeah, well they had to give me the time off because i'm attending a, a a protest it's called even though it was a parade and we had a lot of fun and i'm thinking holy crap man like that is holding up you know the workforce but again good on people that have pivoted to finding something that they really want to do and can put their 100 percent behind because i feel like a lot of these places that can't find employees right now are doing that are suffering this because during covid when that's when that server didn't have an income and had to rely on the government she took it amongst herself for instance to say 
you know what? I really wanted to start this little clothing company. I've had the way, you know, I've had the means to do this. I've had the, the network to, you know, help out another person that, that does this clothing and, and built their own website and started their own company. And, you know, basically, you know, created their dream. Good on people, good on them for finding and pivoting to something that, you know, makes them more money and, and they work less for it. Right. There's people now that are working three days a week and making more than they did working five. Right. So good on them for doing that. Right. Only fans, only fans. This one makes me laugh. <laughs> you probably heard of this, right? A bunch of yeah. people, I guess, during COVID when they got laid off, decided, well, I'll just, you know, do a strip show. I guess it is only fans where they just, you know, strip tease people for tokens online. Well, again, you know, that bubble's going to burst. These people have credit cards to pay. Right. So it's not going to be there forever. And, and it already has. JC and I can. That's exactly what happened. JC and I can both contest that you're not going to look like that forever, right? We can look at different different people in, in Hollywood right now and say, whoa, how are they not aging? But that ain't you, okay? So, so Tina, you're, you're 22 now. You might want to start thinking that, you know, OnlyFans ain't going to be there. It, it's, only, it's only temporary, right? So Yeah, Tina just made a million dollars. <laughs> She's yeah. good. She's set up. To, she can well, hold now. Yeah. Yeah, Tina tricks a lot. One thing else, one other thing I noticed is that like the people that are taking up these jobs that aren't paying them enough to satisfy this inflation, um, they're miserable at these jobs. So then, when you or I go into these services, which are we're paying big money and we expect good service, these people don't give good service because. They have no motivation. And honestly, I don't even blame them. So they give you shitty service. They do a shitty job. And when, if you ever complain at them, they're just like, well, go fuck yourself. I'm not making any money here. Why should I, why should I even care? And uh, so instead of the inflation, the inflation should be paying these people more is what is what should happen, but apparently not. So yeah, where do we go from here, though? Like I said, cut up your credit cards, for one. Start looking and, and, and talking to your thrift stores and then the people that a lot of times volunteer there and see what kind of things they need and what kind of things that, you know, they take and what kind of things they have to offer. People have to really start thinking more about sustaining their communities and sustaining their locals and, and less of this, you know, buy everything from overseas because Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Shit Talk. Here we are, June the 15th, 2022, and part four. Um, JC, you wanted to know, like, there's so many things, in my opinion, where we need to go from here. But I think number one is we need to really keep your heads up and keep an eye out from these, you know, for these people that are socially unstable, whether they're wearing masks in public driving with their car by themselves with a mask on you know well it's like your story for that guy. On. it's like your story from the dude from mcdonald's i mean i think we're gonna have to reach a point where we're just gonna have to sit back and let the cookie crumble i mean like like that guy that was like running around with a knife that you just told us about in part was it part two of this uh podcast that like we're going to see more and more of that happening all the time. And we're just going to have to just like sit, sit back and let it unfold because there are messed up people out there. 
Well, and erratic yes. driving itself has to have has to have reached a peak where it's never been before. When you think about the overdose rates are gone sky high, the the drug use rates where now they want to make it legal to have 2.5 grams of, of all these legal drugs in your possession because the police don't have time to, to deal with it. You know, they want to criminalize drugs or guns. They want to, you know, make it so you can't buy a gun anymore. And you can't help but think, hey, let's put these all into perspective here. They know this is coming. And by they, I mean the people who are orchestrating all of this bullshit, right? If Trudeau hadn't printed all that money that he printed, we wouldn't be in the state we're in with inflation. But people were, oh, well, everybody needs help right now. There's a deadly virus. So, you know, people should have been calling this shit out a long time ago. And not to say that that we haven't, but, you know, we, we have and we've been quite lighthearted about it um, ourselves. But like you said, sit back and, yeah, bar your fucking windows and, and wait for it. Because there might be a time where you're going to have to go out with a baseball bat and knock some motherfuckers out. Right? It's... You know, between me and getting that bag of freaking M&Ms, ain't nobody getting in my way. <laughs> you know, I need that bag of M&Ms. I'm going out to get it, right? So at some point, the scam has to end. Like, you, this, you can't keep scamming someone and scamming someone and it just goes on forever. Like, even when, especially when it hurts your, your wallet, even the leftist people are, are going to have to be like, oh, okay, enough's enough. Something's going on here. Like if they're pushing us so far that, like that's why I feel about like COVID. It's almost um, there was a test to see how far they could push people, and they they push people pretty far without them, at least in Canada, without them much repercussions. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's why um, this censorship is taking place because if you look what happened around the whole world, well, this COVID thing. A lot of countries, they were rioting and rioting huge. But here in Canada, we didn't do anything for a long time and the, until we did this trucker rally thing, which is quite in, innovative in itself. But people are they're realizing that Canada, Canadians get, get pushed pretty damn far before they even make a move. Do you know what I mean? So they're just like, I don't know. There are tons of people out there, though, that still don't know that Dr. Fauci did all those experiments on those beagles. They still don't know that the trials on these vaccines killed every single animal that they tried them on. They still don't know that the Pfizer documents that were leaked contain all of this information that, that goes back to what all these people are suffering on. I wanted to bring up this... Um, sudden adult death syndrome have you heard of this jc yeah while we're on this topic yep. right so what a way to smoke screen what's actually going on in the world right when they talk about the sudden adult death syndrome they don't mention how many of these people that are suddenly popping off are vaccinated which is scary right they're not finding any correlation, any connection between these sudden adult deaths and what could be a possible, you know, reason for these sudden adult deaths, right? So I've, as you probably saw on, on Facebook there, I've, I've redefined it 
and created a few new, um, what do you call it, uh, anagrams for the sudden adult death syndrome, right? So when, when, if, if it happens to Trudeau, we should call it the uh, should actually do something, right? But yeah, it's uh, it's scary, man. Or Satanist administered drugs sadistically, right? So my favorite is still uh, sheep accept depopulation scheme, right? Or the stop another dose syndrome, right? <laughs> Simply the some absolutely deny science, right? or strong affirmation of dangerous substances, right? And that's, you know, it's weird too that they would give it that name when you think about it. Because people like myself and other so many creative people out there are able to, well, are you sure it doesn't stand for this, right? Like, why didn't they call it something that's really, you know, not so easy to play with, right? So is that part of their game right i'll call it something that's easy to remember it's like sids only it happens in adults well as is this what happens when they have an autopsy the coroner or whatever is like uh i don't know what the fuck happened here i've done everything it must be uh what box can i check here even though he's like it's probably something to do with the shot uh let's make up one. Oh, i know uh adult sudden death syndrome yeah check that box Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which really in, in code means uh, died from unknown causes, pro probably caused by uh, the vaccine. Well, you bring up a good point, right? How many coroners died because they took the vaccine and had an adverse reaction? And now they're short on coroners. So, you know, <laughs> they're like, well, let's make this quick for you. If you know it's something to do with the shot, then just write it down as sudden adult death syndrome. Just like, and we caught this, we called this out when it started, you know, nobody's talking about medical error, right? Everybody's saying all oh, the hospitals are still understaffed and all oh, there's still, you know, tons of people dying all the time. And, you know, all these cases of COVID and now these cases of monkeypox and, or oh, we're worried about our even fucking Trudump there talking about <laughs> how, well, you know, I do what I do because I don't want to overwhelm the medical system. Hey, bullshit, man. You wear a mask when you shouldn't, and you don't wear a mask when you should, as far as your guidelines and as far as common sense goes, right? If we're all supposed to be still fearing this freaking airborne virus. But, or, or sorry, how was it coined? Um, when you speak moistly, so, so idiots like you that speak moistly should probably wear a mask. The, um, yeah, the, the hospital has never been underwhelmed. Medical error has always been the third leading cause of death in all Western society for fucking decades. But nobody's talking about that. They want everybody to fear that, oh, everybody's dying of the virus, or, you know, and it was easy for them. And you remember, just as so many of our listeners do, I'm sure, how they told the doctors that if anybody came to the hospital with any of those symptoms and then died, they were to mark it down as COVID. Right? Yep. So somebody came in and, and, and cold, pale, and clammy, right? Which is a common sign that somebody's not well, right? Cool, pale, and clammy. Oh, yeah. COVID. 
Writing down is COVID. Yeah. No, no way it was pneumonia. No, no, no. No, it couldn't have been that, you know, he was stuck in a freezer for four hours. And, and that is in the report, but we're not going to, we're still marking it as COVID, you know? So, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy, man. Let's talk about something else for a bit. Um, sure. If you don't mind. Um, do you ever notice with like movies, let's talk about mm-hmm. movies for a second, Uh-oh. that like, we're just like in a like repetition of, of the past. It seems like all the good movies that are coming out now is either part three or um, they're bringing back like all these kind of ideas from the eighties or everything's just already been done. They they have like no more ideas. Mm -hmm. Like at least 90% of the stuff out there is, is already been done. Even they're they're doing another Wayne's world. Are they? Apparently, um, Beavis and Butthead. There's a Beavis and Butthead movie coming out. I've actually seen this at the theater. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be a, a new well, Beavis and Butthead movie. In an extent. Yeah. Well, that's something that actually, you know, isn't really redone. It's just updated. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah. It is interesting, JC. I watched this movie because we haven't talked about YouTube much. And to be honest, most of the YouTube I've been watching lately has been that uh, Steve Harvey and the Family Feud um, screw-ups where he says, you know, oh, we pulled 100 people on this question and, you know, what's the one thing that you're, you're, you know, your wife should allow you to do but only once? And somebody says, cheat. And then the wife walks up and just slaps her like, you know, he was Chris Rock and she's Will Smith. <laughs> but the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, I watched this movie. It was called Old. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but you should really watch it. Okay. And it's about a family that gets these tickets to this really cool island. And they get there and the tour guide's like, oh, yeah, I don't tell many people about this, but, you know, there's a special beach and this beautiful view. And, you know, it's more more isolated for your family if you if you want. I don't tell many, many guests about this, but, you know. I'll line it up for you if you want this afternoon. And the family say, oh, okay. And they all get in the van and everyone ages like years within minutes. And they can't leave the beach. They physically are not able to leave the beach. Like what and happens if they try? What happens? They're they black old? out. Oh. They black out. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And if they go to swim out, into the into the ocean and like around to the other you know to another they they die and they literally float back in so what what happens we have to watch the rest of the movie that's all i'm going to tell you oh no way but yeah it is a crazy ass movie man i seriously thought well i'm going to put this on i'm going to fall asleep because it was on the on demand under horror and somebody was telling me about it last year and I thought, oh, I'll check that out sometime, you know, and didn't really think I would. And the start of the movie, I'm like, ah, I'm just, and then all of a sudden I was like, holy cow, man, this is like crazy. But yeah, it's it's got a really cool ending to it for sure. And there is like, a, you know, one of these, uh, this was all planned and, and this is a test that they're doing on people kind of thing, right? So it was pretty neat. Yeah. It's not like they just stumbled on this island, right? So it was... Uh, yeah. 
and again, you know, it's, it's things like that. It's like when we had, you know, our magician friend was on and just asked him, you know, well, you know, you know how easy it is to, to mislead and, and, and read people and, and, you know, suggest things without people, you know, spending much time realizing they're being suggested. And right away it was, I don't want to get into that, you know, kind of, you know, that is scary, man, because those kind of people need to speak up when they know that this is bullshit. Right. And these are the people that actually have, you know, and should have enough common sense to say, you know, it's kind of my job to say, you know, people are being lied to. And, you know, like you mentioned, though, the more that things flip flop, the more unsettled people will become. Right. So I don't know. They just made a jackass movie uh, because they need another fucking jackass movie. Because Johnny Knoxville didn't get, doesn't have broken bones already. I don't know. Um, If you were going to direct some kind of movie, what kind of movie would would you do? Would you do like horror or sci-fi or comedy or? To direct? I would love to direct. One of my favorite movies still to this day was one that apparently was shot in Calgary and one of our uh, uh, schoolmates actually helped work on it. Um, It's called Tucker and Dale versus Evil. (laughs) That's the kind of movie I would want to direct. It would be low budget with not so well-known actors, but it would be a horror comedy where so much of it is actually like, oh my God, what's going to happen? But the punchline's always like the best, right? Where people are actually getting, you know, getting killed and stuff, but it's not the same as, you know, the Friday the 13th dark background and running through the forest kind of stupid shit, right? It's more in reality, if somebody was chasing me through the forest and they weren't they weren't running, I would outrun them, right? So as Buddy's outrunning them, he then runs over, you know, stumbles on a freaking badger, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> and the other guy's like walking up going oh my god i'm just trying to give him back his keys he dropped you know? <laughs> so, yeah great I, uh, movie. we did a movie when i was uh in college like because i was in the, one of the classes was like film mm-hmm. and uh well, we did we decided to do like a horror movie it's like a bunch of us we had like a, a little we split up in little groups mm-hmm. and um it was funny because uh I was kind of like the props guy for a bit and uh i had this like fake gun and i got this like whole big thing of ketchup and i made this whole thing of like jello and uh kool-aid purple purple kool-aid so it was like when people would bar for something or their or their brains would splatter i'd use all that stuff and i used like so much ketchup and we had this one girl she was like gorgeous this like gorgeous kind of like goth girl and uh, she gets like murdered in one of the scenes, but we were just like being this other guy. We're just like spraying her with this ketchup, like doused her. She was like drenched in ketchup, or like drenched in blood. <laughs> and because uh, this like it was something like this like monster was like murdering people or whatever. And it took place kind of like at nighttime in this parking lot. So we like had all these like views like from inside the car of like her like we did all these takes of her like splatting up against the windshield 
of the car, which is like totally drenched in ketchup. And it would just go splat and we'd like squirt ketchup everywhere. This this guy is this poor Asian guy that had lent us his car for the for the shoot. I probably had to go wash his car because it was like covered in ketchup and all this like purple jello and stuff. Anyways, sorry, that's just reminding me of that. It's funny. I wish I had I think I still have that tape of it too, but it goes into uh one of those camcorders that I don't even know, like you'd have I have to get one from a pawn shop or something like because now it's all digital right oh i have an eight millimeter camcorder is the eight millimeter like the little one like the little yep oh i should send oh, i think i have it somewhere see another friend of ours from back home apparently sent me um some video as well and i never received it oh, so no. i don't know I, I don't know whatever is, happened. I'm so I'm so paranoid about sending shit through the mail because, you know, the Canada posties that I've seen lately are still wearing gloves, which is super stupid because there's been no transmission, you know, of any of any COVID virus from, you know, from touching. And the fucking mail is highly absorbent because it's paper. Right. So nothing's really going to live on that shit. So, yeah, I just I don't know. It. it Again, I've never, I can't say I haven't trusted Canada Post, but it's a union company and mail gets lost all the time. It's like luggage in an airport. You know, if you haven't lost mail before, you're pretty freaking lucky or you probably don't get much mail, right? If you fly a lot, you're going to lose your luggage, right? So it's, uh, yeah. Other than that, though, JC, I think I do a, do a documentary. And I hope one day that we win the lottery. That's the other good point I wanted to make out to people is, you know, if you don't play lottery, now might be a good time to invest that $10 instead of Bitcoin or something shady like that to, you know, just buy a lottery ticket, man. But get one that's worth millions. Don't get, you know, scratchers. Don't waste your money on, on small earnings. Go and get a freaking, go and buy a real lottery ticket. I got to um, check mine pretty soon here. I get them every, maybe like once a month. I'll get one. Um, yeah, because that's a gamble, right? And like, I had a friend of mine was telling me, he's like, well, when are you going to sell your money? Because, you know, I collect money. And uh, I was just showing them some of my collection. And uh, oh, Nate. He said, well, when are you going to, when are you going to cash in that, cash in that? Speaking of money, check this out. Look what I found what year? today. What year? 1964. Yeah, I think that's a steel nickel. Does it have like sharp corners on the outside of it? No, no, it doesn't. But that's the old picture of Queen Elizabeth when she was like a girl on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a big deal, really. I, I don't even think it might be not even be worth anything. But how often do you find a nickel from 1964? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like feels smaller than. I don't know. I've lost track, but I don't let them go. That's all I know. The, uh, <laughs> but yeah, my friend said to me, he goes, well, you know, when, when are you going to sell them? Like, aren't you worried that, and I'm like, no, why would I be? They're never going to go down in value. The, the way the dollar is going right now, it's not just going to plummet down to worth nothing. Right. Cause how are they, how would they, how would they balance that off? 
they have in other countries where, you know, they were literally printing $1 million bills, right? Venezuela, right? They're printing bills worth $100,000 because their dollar was worth nothing. And that's probably where we're heading. But that older money, the collectible money will just increase in value, right? Even if we were to go all digital with everything, people will still seek out collector money, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I have a bunch of like old $1 and $2 bills and $5 bills. Yep. I think my dad has a bunch of like old $50 bills. Do you remember like the old fifties? They have like the Royal Mounted Police on them and stuff. He has a bunch of those too. Yeah. I wonder how much those are worth. Probably like hundred bucks, double price by now. I don't know. I have a whole comic collection that's like a whole huge box full of comics. It's probably worth like a thousand bucks for everything. Well, in and there. that'll go up in value as well with everything else, right? It's uh, you know, it's it's scary right now because there's people that are investing, and like I said, you know, and I don't, I'm not going to tell people that credit card companies are are the evil of it all, but if you have one credit card and you're managing that card and you're, you're able to make it great. But if you have multiple credit cards and you just, you know, use them all over the place and buy all kinds of crazy shit with different cards and cut them up. Like seriously, you need to get everything into one basket right now. If you, and, if you're doing that and you don't understand how it works and I feel scared for you. Mm-hmm. Well, there are people like, you know, and my sister being a uh, certified general accountant told me years ago, have two cards, have one that you buy groceries with and one you put fuel on, right? Don't go out and get every credit card just because the store is offering you a discount on, the, no. on having that credit card, right? No. And, you know, it, it's something that not a lot of people know, right? Because they think, oh, credit's credit. And the more I have, the more I'm, the better I am. And well, they won't give me an increase here from this card. So I'll just go and get a card for what I need for the increase from another store, right? And that, that's where they get you, right? And they get you coming and going when these stores are, oh, well, today, if you get this credit card, you'll save, you know, 5% on your groceries. And right now, people are looking for an easy way to save a buck too, right? So especially when it comes to groceries, for crying out loud, it's insane what's going on in the grocery stores these days. And people are like, that's a sale price. Great. It's not a fucking sale price. You know, I can't remember when $5.99 for a brick of butter was a sale, right? Dude, I saw this this thing of cheese. It was like eight eight bucks on sale if you have the card. And I didn't have my card with me. So I like put it down and the girl's like, uh, yeah, that's going to be uh, $13.59 or whatever for this. Like, like, I think it was like 200 grams of cheese or something, like the normal thing. I was like, then I told her my phone number. So she gave me the card deal. So it was like $8.99. And I'm just like what like 14 bucks for a little tiny brick of cheese that's insane and the, the funny thing is is they have like the cheese and like the kind of like rectangle and it's the same amount of cheese and then they have the cheese in the square and the, they had that the rectangle cheese was on sale and the one in the square wasn't and it's the exact same kind of cheese from the exact same brand it's just in a different packaging it's just like if people, most people, if they wouldn't look at the actual amount, they're just like. So we were in the superstore quickly today, and they usually have the sale stuff in the cooler section. You know what I'm talking about, where um, your fresh veggies and all that kind of stuff, and they have all the stuff that's on sale that's like close to expiry, but they can still sell it, right? So they have it reduced, the reduced section there. Mm-hmm. All that was in there, I shit you not, 
was vegan crap, like tofu and fucking vegan crap. I, I can't remember exactly what it's all called, but there was like bricks of tofu in there and all that. And I'm like, holy cow, man, like people are clearing out the good reduced shit as quick as they can, as soon as they can, right? Because there used to be, you know, you used to get bananas that were good for banana bread and, you know, just starting to turn cauliflower that you could maybe trim and still, you know, cook up the cauliflower or whatnot, right? Um, yeah, it, it shocked me because that was usually where you go to look for that kind of shit, right? Stuff you're going to use that day right away. Right. That's still not in terrible condition, but if you're going to save 50% on it, grab it and use it. Right. So and there was this one fellow on TikTok that was uh, saying that we only have like a couple more, I don't know how many months till September of actual wheat flour world supply. I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know if the supplies to one country or another, or if this is the whole world or whatever, but I'm just like, wow, that, that sounds a little scary. He's like, yeah, you're going to see it coming where it's like skyrocketing prices, no bread on the shelf. <laughs> so I don't know how that all works, but, mm -hmm. but then again, you see a lot of that kind of shit on TikTok. So, well, and is this, is this what they're going to do though, JC? Let's, let's try and put this into perspective. I wouldn't doubt it with as many farmers as I'm seeing on TikTok telling me about what it costs them to run a farm. Yeah. Right. And you, you see the breakdowns from some of these farmers, as far as, you know, we use this many liters of oil to do this. The fucking airplane uses a hundred times that to fly somebody from one coast to another in the country. And they do that 30 times a day, easy. Right. So where is this, you know, where is this all making sense when the farmer can't afford to plant, you know, plant his crops and to look after his crops and everything with the little amount of fuel he uses, but airlines can still get away with burning that much fuel, you know, to take people on, on, on a trip and on a vacation half the time, right? Not everybody that flies, of course, is on vacation. I understand that people do work, but you know, there needs to be a better way, you know, slingshot them across or something. Mm -hmm. The, uh, well, it's, 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 it's mind-blowing, JC, because I just look at it and go, okay, if this is the way it's lining up, and with this year and having such a shitty start to the summer, and, you know, so many people having problems agriculturally, you've got compounding freaking inflation rates right now that are just, like, starving people to the point where they don't know, they either pay for their rent or they pay for their, pay for their fuel or they pay for groceries, but they can't do all three anymore, you know? Um, nobody's getting raises at work. Companies are still struggling for staff, but they can't give raises because if they give raises and, you know, they're in trouble, especially when they're franchises, right? They can only pay their employees X amount, right? Which is stupid, right? The franchise rules actually exist to do that. Um, but yeah, and then you have all these reporters on TV say, saying, well, you know, they're relaxing all these restrictions, but, you know, we'll have to see what happens come, come fall because, you know, announcing that Trudeau just got COVID for a second time. And I'm pretty sure it's a third time. Just to be clear on that, I'm pretty sure he had COVID more. right at the beginning of COVID. Right. And that's why he couldn't leave his, his cottage around Christmas or some shit. And, look and then like again, this. a year later when the vaccines came out, he had COVID during the trucker convoy. And yeah. then he's just got COVID again. 
Now look but at this. He gets COVID now, and then as soon as his two weeks are done or whatever, then they go on parliamentary vacation or whatever. Yep. Yeah, perfect so time. By the time he gets back, everyone's forgot about all the bullshit. And maybe by the time they get back is when they're going to break out all the fucking whatever. Well, that's when new rules come down, right? And is that what they're going to do? Is they're going to do another lockdown come fall, sometime early fall, saying that, oh, cases are spiking in COVID. Our only option is to lock down the country and lock it down so that people are out buying groceries less, right? And nobody's worrying if they don't have flour on the shelf because you go on social media and you go to post that you can't buy flour on the shelf and they go, oh, you're a radical extremist. We're blocking your Facebook account, right? So nobody's seeing that. Everybody's just thinking, oh, it's me. I picked the wrong time to go. I couldn't find flour in any of the grocery stores. Everybody must be making bread, right? The people won't put two and two and two together. You know, it's like him getting fucking COVID. And yet he's saying, well, you know, it could have been worse if I hadn't had all three of my vaccinations. Fuck you, it couldn't have been. You can't say that. You can't say that. You don't know how it would have been because you didn't, right? If you, if you took, how do you know? How do you know that you you caught it? Or sorry, how do you not know that you caught it because your immune system's been reduced because you're now on your third fucking shot? And they've already said, and they said right from the start of these boosters that your second shot does something, but your third shot's the one that's really dragging you down because it is reducing your immune um, reaction response by at least 20%. And that's on average. Yeah, it makes me wonder if that's why my mom is like continuously sick. Because she just A lot of like, people are saying they've never been so sick in their life since they've had these shots. And I'm hearing a lot of people saying I ain't taking a fourth or a fifth. I don't give a shit. Some people yeah. are being told they can't travel because certain places in the world right now, you need to have had a shot within the last six months, which puts some people at the point of getting a fourth shot, but they can't because here in Canada. They're not of legal age yet to get that because they're going by whatever age group apparently now for these extra boosters, which kind of worries me mathematically because I thought we just dumped a bunch of of vaccines because they couldn't use them and they ordered them and they couldn't use them. And I'm sure that was in the news, right? So what are they doing? They're ordering these, these things. They're not keeping them frozen the way they're supposed to. Then they're dumping them out, but then they're telling people they can't have them because they're not in the age group yet to get their fourth one. And then you got countries and I can't remember exactly what country it was. I want to say Portugal, but I might be wrong, but yeah, this, uh, this person was telling me that his, this guy and his wife couldn't plan their trip yet. And even when they do plan their trip, they've got to get their boosters at a certain time because they have to have had a shot within six months of traveling to that country. And that's that country's rule. So, and there's quite a few countries like that, apparently not quite a few, but at least three or four in the world. So it's just weird. And it's weird that people actually want to travel, to be honest, like who who really wants to go and, and, you know, be overseas or even for that matter, be down in the United States right now with the amount of fucking craziness going on here in Canada. You know, why would you want to be that far away from home if, if something worse happens, Right. Mm-hmm. Or if all hell breaks loose and riotings and shit start. Do you really want to be in Disneyland? You know? Hmm. I get it that people just want to take a break and take in the sun and take in a beach and relax in Mexico or some shit like that. But these pe- people that are like, 
oh, I really, I really want to go and see the island of Tonga or, you know, travel the Florida Keys or, you know, fuck off, man. Like, seriously, you, your house is going, your, 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 yeah, your community is going to shit. Your home is, is appreciating in value to the point where you'll probably have to sell it anyways, because you won't be able to afford the, the increase in your mortgage, right? Come next year. But you think that now's a good time to just travel out of the fucking country and go somewhere, you know, and take in a whole new culture. That's what worries me. Like, I wouldn't want to be in the States right now, knowing how crazy things are with Biden trying to lock down the guns and, you know, nothing being said about his son obtaining an illegal firearm and lying on that. Yeah, what happened to the laptop? What else is on that laptop? Who knows? It's like Elon Musk. And you know what's great, JC, is that during this podcast, I, it scares me sometimes where I kind of feel like maybe I'm in some way, I don't want to say clairvoyant because I don't identify as a Claire at all. But it scares me when I have a good feeling about somebody and I can't really, or I, I see something happening and then it comes true. Do you know what I mean? And you've had that as well, because we predicted so much of the shit coming down on this podcast. And literally within the next week, it actually happens. And we're like, we told you. Right. I've called it out. I'm sure you've seen it. But with Elon Musk, even he said that. uh, He's like, how come we have all this info on, you know. Oh, whatever the hell it was, they have all this all this info on the uh, the Depp and Heard thing, and they can leak the eighty thousand Pfizer pages of Pfizer documents, but somehow the leak of Ghislaine Maxwell's you know celebrity friends list hasn't hit the internet, right? And good on him, and, and good on me for being like, you know what? I still think Elon Musk is a good guy. I really have a good feeling about this guy, you know. But to see that he's actually taking that social stance and saying, hey, what's going on behind the scenes here, people? Really, you know, they report the news as as, as much as, the, as you think they're reporting the news. But they're pulling those strings, too, and they're playing those those curtains behind the scenes, right? Saying, oh, we're not going to we're not going to tell you this. Oh, yeah, no, that's not news. We are not allowed to report that news. Right. So it's out there. Guaranteed those those names are out there somewhere. Well, the flight logs are all there, so we got an, an idea of who might be on there. But mm-hmm. but the judge did demand that she release those names. And yes, they were to be kept in, in confidence, but so were those 80,000 pages of the Pfizer documents, right? So, and even if they aren't released, how come the FBI isn't going and starting to arrest all those people? Exactly. And why isn't that making headlines? Right. What else is happening behind the scenes here that's not making headlines? Right. Why aren't they saying where Trudeau traveled once he knew he was positive with COVID? Right. They're making it into a big, oh, well, the airlines are overwhelmed. So we have to we have to relax the passport shit. No. The reason they're relaxing the passport shit is because he got caught breaking his own freaking rule. And the airlines have said for months this shit is not working. It's like the masks, it's like the vaccines, it's not working. If anything, it's it's slowing down what could be a solution to this fucking COVID mess, which is everybody gets it, 
those people that are, have weakened immune system or taking a fucking, you know, uh, a bad um, case of it, get their freaking medication. You know, it's like the whole freaking, yeah, uh, hydrochloroquine and the, the whole, um, what's the other one though? The horse paste, right? Anyway, oh, well, you can't get that on blah, 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 blah. And it's like, why wouldn't you use preventative measure right now? Like, seriously, why? what, what is wrong with preventative measure? You guys are saying the only thing that works is these vaccines. And now the fucking truth is out there that that's not working. So let's still not believe the people who have been saying the truth right from the start. Right? And people are just so dis disjointed and disconnected where they're in denial and they don't want to accept the truth. I think like a lot of people like when when they when Tamara Tan and Justin Trudeau come out with this next bunch of bullshit, most people are gonna be like, Really? They're pulling this shit? They think we're fucking stupid? Like they're really gonna pull this shit one more time. But it's a, it's this kind of thing where it's like it's an argument that can't be won because it's just layered with bullshit so much bullshit that it just can't be one and when even when a good question does arise they're they're nowhere to be found do you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like this parliament shit when you watch parliament live the live feed where they question them and they don't answer any questions yeah. it's that kind of thing and it, that's the kind of stuff that makes me sick that's why nothing ever goes anywhere anyways we're down to this uh, last minute here nate uh mm -hmm. even though we didn't have a guest it was a good wednesday night chat well, let's see if I can find something good on YouTube that I've watched. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't yeah. watch. I, I yeah, did one I, minute. I, I love my documentaries, bud. So you know, you know how it is. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I I try to uh, try to keep you up with the YouTube. You didn't watch the Squid Game yet. I can't watch Squid Game. I can't watch any of that crazy shit. I haven't watched it. Um, yeah. Let's yeah. see what's in my history here on YouTube. There's a Jordan Peterson thing. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Jordan Peterson Q&A, that was good. Canada's Biggest Problem by Pierre Polyev. And yeah, watching a bit of Joe Rogan as well. So that's good. Says Trudeau faces criminal fraud investigation, which is the least of his worries, I think. But yeah. <laughs>